Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 127. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight, here as always, except when he's not, B.T. Calloway. Oh, hoi hoi. And here as never, except when he is, Phil Calloway. I also enjoy cake. Uh, me too fashion nugget is their best album and <laughs> yes we're doing the simpsons index this is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of the simpsons at a time but there's a twist each episode must come from a different decade how are we doing fellows well enough i'm pretty good thank you cool that's very enthusiastic and informative <laughs> that's all the things i am that's why you get me on this podcast yeah <laughs> just straight to the point emotion S- facts and, and truth yeah emotion <laughs> and glitter bombs <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was doing better until I saw this episode. Uh, it's always the case because yeah, on the Simpsons Index, we start out reviewing the HD era. It doesn't always put us in the best mood, such as the case with this one. Season 26, episode 2, The Wreck of the Relationship. First released in October of 2014, it was directed by Chuck Sheets, he sure does, written by Jeff Westbrook. In this episode, Bart refuses to eat broccoli, so Marge has Homer and Bart kidnapped to go work out their relationship on the relationship. (laughs) Yeah, where Captain Nick Offerman helps them reconcile. And in the B story, Marge takes over Homer's fantasy football team. Guys, what do we think? It just kind of gave up part of the way through. Didn't adjust. I think it was really just a solid vanilla from start to finish. Pretty much. I don't think I... I didn't crack a smile, but also didn't go, oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, balance, I Yeah, guess. you could almost hate it more than the ones you actually hate, because there's nothing really here to hate, mm. but there's nothing really to like. It just vanillas its way along. Yeah. Not even like a, you know, good vanilla sorbet or something like that. Or when you get like a vanilla bean where you can yeah, see the little... Yeah, that's what I was little, thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's good, <laughs> but not even that. Mm. Yeah, I was having a fine enough time with this one. I thought, eh, this might get a bronze, but yeah, that third act, I think you hit the nail on the head, really just gave up there. Yeah, because you can see what they're doing. They, you know, we've got this bit where Bart becomes midshipman and then Homer's not respecting his authority, much like Bart wasn't respecting Homer. He's like, okay, I can see what you're doing there, but just... It, I mean, it made the point and it got there, but it did it in such a, yeah, whatever. It, it's done, guy. It was spy. Yeah, it was a lot of instant payoffs and a lot of very convenient plot points. But anyway, let's get into it. Phil, starting with you, for better or worse, what's something that stands out to you about this episode? I like the piss take of the NFL kind of like event highlight reel, where it's like, Marge, a woman who knew nothing about fantasy football, read the stats, watched the tapes. And brought her team to victory. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, okay. So that sort of documentary style that they pivoted to, yeah, that is like a very typical thing of the NFL. Yeah, it's basically there's a thing called twenty and twenty, five and five, fifteen and twelve, oh, yeah. something like that. Where they <laughs> ten like, for twenty. Yeah, basically, it's kind of like yeah, they just do like pieces on individual players or teams mm-hmm. or histories or famous coaches and stuff. That was very. Like, yeah, I love the NFL. When he was a child, he couldn't afford football, so he used to kick a Coke can around. Yeah, I laughed. At, I they call him Coke Can Jones, and now he's worth seven billion dollars. And like now I they like call him Coke Can Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I, I was like ball. the bit, like the first line opening up, it goes when the mist rising off the frozen uh, <laughs> hamburger, hamburger patty. patty. <laughs> and I'm like, that's how they all, all would start, like especially the yeah. older ones, to be like, on the hallowed tundra of Green Bay's field, mist rises off as warriors stake forth. Yeah, like it's very much that type of thing. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was pretty good parody. 
Yeah, I liked how it looked. Like, I love the sort of shift in color palette on that thing. And Simpsons sort of did a whole episode in that style when with Bart's basketball thing. You remember yeah, that yeah. one? 22 for 30, I think that was called. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was this weird thing that we've seen a bit in the HD era where there's a sudden stylistic pivot in like a B story that you kind of just wish the whole episode was like that or at least yeah, like they more just of run it. With it. Because I kind of like the angle of Marge's fantasy football. And once again, I only remembered this episode for the A story. Forgot this was a part of it. And once again, I accidentally bring Phil a football-related episode. I mean, thanks. It's worked mm-hmm. out well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can tell us why getting five kickers is bad. <laughs> that was, I did laugh at that line. It was pretty good. Yeah, because Homer sends Marge to get do the draft. And yeah, she goes, I got five kickers. <laughs> it's called football. I'd figure you'd need that. So yeah. I could follow that logic. Yeah. <laughs> the, w- the worst idea ever. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> but yeah i found in this bit as well that they were sort of introducing too many plot elements and then dropping them like mo was her biggest rival and then instantly he's been taken yeah, down Yeah, they got a bit where he tears all the previous banners from his previous fantasy football wins down it's like we had no idea he was the lead champion of this until yeah. that moment and he was apparently the lead of trash talking but the one trash talk we saw him do was i'm gonna kill you or whatever yeah, yeah. It's like, and you well, would expect kind of Mo to be the trash talker of the bunch anyway. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be the best fantasy football picker. Yeah, yeah and like Lenny or uh, Doctor Hibbert, you wouldn't expect them to trash talk, but Mo, yeah, I expect it. Yeah, yeah. kind of that's his bag. He runs a bar. Yeah, but the other thing I didn't like about it was they made the effort to say she'd done all this work and like yeah. found all this information that the other guys wouldn't be privy to, and then it just came down to the wind and pure chance. Yeah, and then yeah, the narrator said, eh, "It's basically luck." And it's which, to be fair, I like the idea. Oh, there's a good idea of a joke there to say she works really hard and does all this research, but in the end, fantasy football is nonsense. It's all just chance anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it just wasn't quite built right to get to that point. Yeah, and, and also Sally's her whole journey for one of a much better term yeah. and of her learning learning stuff and learning yeah. how to be good. Yeah, I can appreciate undermining it, but I mean, also my understanding of fantasy football is once you have your team, that's it. You can trade in and out afterwards, All right. but you kind of get limited amounts of doing it. Have you done it or? Yeah. I don't really pay that much attention to the footballs and the players to mm. do it well. So I kind of like, I'm very invested in it for about three weeks and then I just kind of forget. Yeah. And so then like the first time half your team has a buy that you but you don't swap them out, you just lose because your guys didn't play and didn't get you any points. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, the closest I came was when I was in a footy tipping competition for the Australian, the NRL. The way I'd pick my tips was what if the mascots were fighting each other? Yep. <laughs> so in the case of like the Rabbitohs versus the Storm, well, that was an easy pick. Yeah, Rabbitohs for sure. We'll yeah. just go underground into its burrow. Oh, damn, I didn't think about that strategy. <laughs> yep, Storms don't kill rabbits that often, do they? Rabbits kill rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, there'd be like ones like the Tigers versus the Sharks, but, you know... Whose territory are they fighting on? That's it. I'd have to know whose home game it was. <laughs> yeah. I remember this exact conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it came into some interesting strategies, and yeah, I lost horribly because that's just <laughs> yeah. not a good way to pick football tips. doesn't really tell you a whole lot about what's going on in the actual game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Beach? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Uh, I'm going to say for worse, and when, it's, when they go into the hornpipe dance sequence, which it was just that point that I realised, yeah, this episode is just not interested in itself anymore, yeah. where it knows where it's headed in terms of plot of, you know, Bart's become midshipman, he's got the authority now, but just... 
just meanders to get there. They have no quality jokes to tell once they're on this boat. And also, the guy's clearly playing a piano accordion and yeah. not a horn blower. Maybe it's the dance. I don't want to think too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're already talking about football and other things I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, they didn't cover nautical jigs when we went to the Australian Institute of Music. Well, <laughs> someone wasted their time. They should have. That's why you play Black Flag. <laughs> yeah. Have you never heard, what is it, pirate rock? Pirate metal? Yeah. It's... Oh, Ailstorm, they're wonderful. Yes, and maybe like, I listened to that once. I'm like, I'm going to try out whatever this pirate metal is. And then I'm just like, every song's kind of the same. Yep. <laughs> we like beer and women and chips. We like beer and women and chips. Hey. We like beer and women and chips. Chips and women and beer. beer. Hey. <laughs> That's a good That's, one. That was <laughs> way better than the song I had at the end of this It was one. indeed. That was my other point that it's got this long extended outro and we have a pretty long couch gag as well. And it's like, that's how padded this episode is. Yeah. So imagine the writing of this and they're like, hey guys, why don't we put Bart and Homer on a ship? Because they're always arguing. They're trying to sort things out as, you know, father and son. That's pretty good. What else do we do? What do you mean? That's the episode. <laughs> I've written it. I'm going home. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I've already packed up. It's 12.30. I put my pen away. What do you want me I, to do? I unclicked my pen. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Push back in? God. Every click you make weakens the spring, and this is the only one Fox gave me for the year. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the dialogue on the ship, especially when they were coming around to like the end of the story arc where... Bart finally realizes that he's not giving Homer the authority, yada, yada, yada. He literally just says, why won't you do what I say? And Homer's like, you never do what I say, ever. And then suddenly, Bart just has a piece of broccoli in his hand. And he's like, I'm eating the broccoli. I've done what you said. Now you do what I say, which is completely useless. I'm just like, you've really just, yeah, give it up. When you Mm -hmm. just, the characters literally say what their motivations are. Yeah. In and, dialogue. And yeah, much like with the broccoli, it's all this insta payoff stuff. Why did he have a broccoli conveniently there? And yeah, take out the ship's captain, fine. But for him to just go, Homer, don't drink. I'm a recovering alcoholic and this looks sweet drunk. Glug, glug, glug. It's just, yeah, all these instant payoffs. It's, yeah, just so unsatisfying. And when there is such a good nugget of a story here. Mm. Yeah, I agree with what you said earlier, Peach. They had the right idea with the transferring of authority and the yeah. idea of respect and stuff. Yeah, this didn't work towards it. It was just, then that's done, and goodbye. Yeah, and I'm going to say, like, this is sort of a weird point to make, but what stands out to me is, like, a lack of a story here because, you know, we see all these other father-son pairings on the ship and um, Cletus and his son Gitmo. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Very strange, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do like uh, Apu was on there with just one kid. Yeah. Just like the one kid he has problems with. But I like, like the they'd aged him like just miraculously yeah. another two years or something. Springfield is a weird time bubble and we all know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I don't... Did Apu even say anything in this no. episode? No. He was just there. And neither did like Flanders or Rod and Todd. And that's what I'm going to say. It occurred to me at the end, like... Why aren't we exploring why they are there? Mm. Like, even just in a throwaway joke, like when Flanders went to AA for <laughs> yeah, calling uh, Ann uh, Landers uh, a mean old First and last Blackberry schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> or even, you know, like when they um, go to the marriage counselling, it's Queen yeah. of the Harpies. Yeah, exactly. Something. <laughs> <laughs> She's always marking passages in my Bible when she could just use hers. Good thing you don't keep guns in the house. <laughs> yeah, like just even a Flanders dorky reason for them to be there. Like, it just... It's just why have them there? If Yeah, just have a line where he's like, oh, the boys are starting to look up to me too much. I want to show them I'm bad at something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fine, yeah. 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 It, was, it was really, I think you're right, devoid of story from that. Basically, the moment they got on the ship. I mean, even the reason they had to get on the ship in the first place, Bart went and eats broccoli. Homer goes, I'm going to stand my ground and make him do something. Mm-hmm. They sit at the table for two days, not moving and not eating broccoli. 
But that first not eating broccoli went for like a second and a half. It was forever. And like all their sight gags, which were kind of funny. Like I like them sliding back and forth on the spilt juice. Trying yeah, to yeah. like strangle each other, but just sliding in and out of frame was okay. But they did it four times. You're like, it's not that funny. Apart from when the dog joined the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and, it was just... And it was, it was a clever out for Lisa to come up with as well. Yeah. I, I really liked that. Yeah, it worked really well. And But like that could have been like a 45-second scene, and we would have got mm. just as much out of that as we would have anyhow. But yeah. it was a seven-minute scene, and yeah. it was... And there was an error with it as well, where they called it the great sit-off, and then at hour 17, Homer like actually gets up out of his chair, like destroying the whole premise that they'd said, which was, neither of you were leaving the seats. Like, mm. like I mean, I know it's like a little detail that I'm picking out here, but... but they're the ones who pointed at the detail first. Exactly. Play count! Have you seen this episode before today? I feel like yes, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> I have not, but I feel like I also haven't seen it just then. Mm. <laughs> yeah it kind of uh, pardon the pun yeah washes over you yeah I, i've seen this once before marked it as a participant in my private index and moved on <laughs> you've just opened up a much more interesting premise elliot's private index yep I, I imagine index. it's just a thing of all the things you've ever done rated <laughs> <laughs> on that same thing breakfast participant <laughs> drive to work bronze <laughs> <laughs> listen to my own podcast on drive to work yeah. silver <laughs> Grilver. <laughs> but how about the wackiness of this episode what are some of the wacky things that stood out to us the catch gab was pretty wacky yeah it's one of those ones i started off liking and then grew to hate it, it went forever and then they immediately did when barton millhouse watching youtube videos a guy just gets like hit the nut seven times in different ways mm-hmm. mm. you're like we just had 45 seconds of couch gag of the yep. same thing. That was too long. Like, you go, yeah. yep. It was sort of an interesting concept to do a combination couch gag and itchy and scratchy episode. But, yeah, the whole scratchy overstaying his welcome on the couch, yeah, it dragged. Yeah. Well, it dragged and it just became really obvious. Like, okay, they're going to get tired of him and they're going to send itchy to go kill him. Yeah, and none of the actual things that he was doing were funny. It was just what your person who you're letting live on your couch for a while is doing yeah, like, did they even ask him to leave no no they just <laughs> murdered him <laughs> yeah like that guy that used to live on our couch lest we forget used to <laughs> i also used to live Ooh. <laughs> let's just put those guns back in their holsters <laughs> um yeah so that was really i can't remember what the question was wackiness. Wackiness. wackiness so that was kind of wacky some of the ship stuff had a bit of wackiness to it how it did try and swap the ocean and end up with an octopus on his head I like that joke. Yeah, it was yeah. all right. I but like was... when he gets swept up by, he's mopping, gets swept up by the ocean, and the ocean just deposits him back. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like those jokes are so few and far between yeah. Yeah. that you're not even, you're not in a good place to view them because you've had, you've been fed nothing for two minutes and then suddenly it's like, psych gag. Yeah. Oh. Well, again, it was all sort of tying into the sort of transference of power in the story that, yeah, Homer was surprised that this is something that Bart is enjoying and he is good at and he is resenting that he is now his superior. So, yeah, him arrogantly go, ooh, I'm mopping the deck, I'm mopping the ocean, and then he gets fucking strangled by an octopus. I like that. <laughs> yeah, octopus stranglings are always fun. Yeah, exactly. Good. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, cartooniness from the episode, I guess those sort of stylistic pivots as well, like... In the little football documentary and in the mm. great sit-off. Yeah, and I think like some of the montage actions had like little bits of quirkiness into them, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. As like, yeah, Homer's succumbing to scurvy and Bart's getting better. Yeah, there were some wacky bits in there. That was kind of like, all that stuff was way more exciting than the actual story. And frankly, I thought 
that the slideshow and song that they had at the end after the credits yep. would have been a way better show. I would love to see Nick Offerman try and teach Seals how to read. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and going to the guest star of this episode, yeah, Captain Nick Offerman. What do we think of his performance? He didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. So he yeah. just read his lines and went home. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Mm. It, like, it didn't sound like he was singing his songs. Mm. Like when he sung the first one, it didn't really sound that much like him. Because I had only just tweaked that it was him to start with. I'm like, ah, oh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. And then he sings a song immediately, which I was like, bad. But <laughs> didn't really sound like him that much. And then, But the last song at the end did sound like him. So I'm confused. Yeah, it's sort of weird that, yeah, that final song, I thought it would have been better placed in the episode as well. Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. I mean, cut the Homer verses. By the time Homer got two verses, it was just dragging on so long. But... As a thing to just focus on entirely in the credits with stills, I didn't think it was particularly effective there, whereas I thought it would have been a lot more if it was part of the actual episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And all the stuff they did, like burying a buried treasure of like repressed feelings into a small island and doing yeah. like there was a lot of really quite clever, funny gags that would have been completely at home in the actual episode. Yeah, they were so, like, so oh. that montage in the middle to a song made it all animated instead of still frame. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really good. Like, it was a lot of good ideas there that were obviously just not touched upon in the episode. Yeah. I think I hate myself for liking this joke I did like in the montage where Homer got his underpants caught up in the sails and then, like, they uh, got really big in the wind and caught the boat. Yeah, I know. I hate myself. and I, I chuckled it. at it, but I also disliked myself for it afterwards. <laughs> I just disliked it. <laughs> Still like me, okay. So was this a particularly heartfelt episode? Not really. No, not the idea is there, and that's really the failing of this one. But they, once they had that idea, they just didn't pursue it properly. Yeah. Mm. They spent no time learning about what they did wrong and how to do it better. Mm. No time really interacting with each other after they made the, you know, had that moment of clarity. Yeah, because there's even a bit where, okay, Bart's all, oh, you don't respect my authority, but doesn't have a moment of, I know more about sailing than you, therefore you need to listen to me. And Homer knows more about life than him, therefore he needs to listen to Homer. Yeah. It's just, you're supposed to pay attention to me. It's like, but never the understanding as to why. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, he's talking to the captain and he's like, are you having a hard time with your father? And he, and Bart goes, yeah, he just won't respect my authority and do what I tell him. And then Nick Hoffman just says, epiphany coming. And then that's into the scene. Yeah. Like, Bart doesn't go, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like literally just something else happens and we move on. Mm-hmm. And then Homer has to say to him, you don't expect my authority. Why don't you listen to me? So Which is, we basically just did it again. Yeah. yeah. He had the epiphany and then he had to have the epiphany explained to him. Yeah, word for word as it would have been probably on the script. Multi-piphany? Epiphany. And this is sort of why it's disappointing. <laughs> anyway, this is why epiphany. it's disappointing. That, like, By epiphany. Ooh. <laughs> two epiphanies um, this is why it's disappointing that they didn't make use of the ensemble cast that they had on the boat yep. and you know using all the fathers and their kids to sort of think, talk I'll, about their problems because yeah, I was thinking once we get to the boat the only characters that speak are Homer, Bart, the captain Cletus and his son Yeah, and Cletus and his son get two lines apiece yeah, and so it's three characters despite the fact you have a whole ship of characters Yeah, I know because it was weird to see everyone and then Especially with, like, they weren't just part of a crowd as sometimes you see, like, Flanders standing in the background or something. But they're yeah. like, here's Flanders, and here's Flanders again. Mm. Like, and for Homer not to even go, Flanders, oh, you got kidnapped Flanders. too? Yeah. Of all the boats to be kidnapped in the world and blah, 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 you have to be here. Yep. Just, yeah. No. 
Yeah, there wasn't even, oh, what are you and your wiener kids' problems? I bet they're nothing compared to my broccoli problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... My kids like, are eating too much broccoli. Yeah, Todd <laughs> keeps making puppets out of all our socks. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, thinks, he thinks they have right the right to life now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wash them because that's what apparently the Nazis did. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to say about the heart was Marge was setting up a crusade to stop all the trash talking. And then that just sort of immediately gets dropped, which sucks to me because Marge's wholesomeness is some of my favourite material in this Mm -hmm. show. And yeah, I like the idea of Marge trying to get the men of Springfield to be nicer to each other, but then they set that up as the point with a couple of scenes and then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was good motivation for her to like actually take an interest in fantasy football. Yeah, because yeah. you can't trash talk someone who's beating you. Yeah, we well, can, but, but it's, it's not really effective. false. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I really did actually like some of the trash talking, especially Hibbert. So I think we all got a laugh out of that. Uh, <laughs> just text us like your team sucks. I'm going to put it down, and then the separate text <laughs> chuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lovejoy had a good one as well with. Um, uh, like, uh, let's all pray for the Shelbyville sinkhole. Your yep. team's a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm. I mean, it had the fingerprints of an episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's the almond milk of Simpsons episodes. <laughs> it, from a distance, you could mistake it for a Simpsons mm-hmm. episode. It pours like a Simpsons episode, <laughs> but it does revolting things in your mouth when you try and eat it. Makes the same snap, crackle, and pop on your cereal. I guess. I've never that's tried right. that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat Rice Krispies or... Yeah, no. Pete, it's the Rice Krispies, yeah, that's making the snap, crackle, and pop well, sounds. Well, then it's I don't know milk. what If your milk anymore. is popping and snapping and crackling at you, <laughs> you should throw it out. But yeah, almond milk is right. I mean, it's, it's some people swear it's just as good, but it isn't. Yeah, we know those people are mental. <laughs> uh, yes or no, would you watch this one again? I don't really see a reason. Nope. Nah. BT, what would you change? Most things. Just build up that ship so much more. There's so many other things you can do with it. Or even focus more on Marge and getting into fantasy football. Or mm. maybe she s- starts trash talking back and starts getting hooked on it and find out she's really good on it. That, that'd be a weird thing for her to just love and get into. Yeah. Marge is really good at trash talking. Yeah. Maybe because she holds her tongue all the time and now here's an outlet for it and she's just dominating. I don't know. It'd be something. Well, yeah, because we sort of get a glimpse of that in the start of the episode where she's like, I know how you can get Bart back. Clean his room at night and then thank him for cleaning his room. Yeah, so yeah. she does sort of have this like nice to a fault yeah, streak yeah. and you've established that. So yeah, run with it. There's something else to be done with both plot lines. I think that's the problem. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Anything you'd like to change? Yeah, I reckon you could make the B plot line a more Marge and Lisa do a thing together. I really thought it was going to go to Marge becomes an amazing trash talker. Yeah. And just is not great at fantasy football, but because she knows everyone and cares about them and knows all the history, mm. she could say to Lenny, yeah. oh, Lenny, watching you play made me as sad as that day that your your foster child left you. And he'd be like, <laughs> oh, like, like, I thought she would have a place of really crushing... Yeah, she knows everything about everyone. And also, they don't know that it's Marge controlling yeah. Homer's oh, yeah, fantasy football. That oh, so, so she has anonymity. Yeah, so people would be like, wow, Homer's really sticking it to me in fantasy football. And she could be like the puppeteer, just yeah. using Homer as her... As like a, a fall guy for all all the terrible things she says that, and all the trash talking she does. That makes the plot we have so much worse because Mo is so upset that Marge beat him. He doesn't know it was Marge. Yeah, yeah. he still thinks it's Homer. Yeah, he thinks it's Homer. No one knows. And Homer's out at sea, so and he got like kidnapped, so he had no way of telling them anyway. Yeah. So oh my god. Yeah. So you could really do that, and I think 
That's right. There's a lot of stuff in the boat that you could make that a lot better by just showing some of the epiphany, showing some of the growth, giving them something to do, showing Bart be good at stuff rather than just going, yeah. hey, Homer, look, I've made four perfect knots. Oh, and that joke about where the captain comes in and goes, oh, that's a perfect half shank corduroy flip-flop that you've done on this post. Oh, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I did the one. It's yeah. easy. Under, over, under, over, under, over, 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 under, over, 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 under. Well, really, son? Well, I prefer the one that goes under, over, over, under, under, yeah. round, round, and over. Like, and uh, even Homer's like wiping his face in frustration yeah, at when, that when moment. When your characters are bored of the joke they're saying, yes. it's a boring joke. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just, it was dumb. Yeah. What's weird is, yeah, even in Simpsons history, there's good examples of that same bit where it's like the... Little Miss Springfield pageant director is like, I said, step, pause, pivot, stall, pivot, step, step, not step, pause, 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 pivot, pet, pause, shudder. And that's like half the t- a third of the time. Yeah, so yeah. much faster. But it's like, I think it really felt like this episode was they had to make it. They had a lot of time to feel. For some reason, they came up with two pretty decent story ideas, mm-hmm. but then did nothing with them. Really feels like this is a money based issue and like yeah. they've got. No writers, or they had no time. Yeah, so all of their ideas that were condensed in that last, in the uh, end sequence, and just still frame. Yeah. Oh, there's one where it just, Bart has sketched into what I assume is a whale tooth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Homer is a, a drunk mermaid with just the words, I don't like it when you drink. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. That's a lot of things to unpack in one yep. image that you haven't touched in the slightest. From whale hunting to alcoholism. Yeah. Let's start with the whale hunting. And how you've misused the whale's tooth completely. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that they could have really done there. And you didn't have to be, it didn't have to be so contrite and so on the nose dialogue and scenario ways. Mm. Like Homer could have appreciated that Bart has expertise and likes things that he doesn't like. And Bart could obviously find ways to appreciate Homer as a person and respect what he wants him to do as a father more. Like that's been done a million times in TV. Yeah. This is more boring and way worse than any Brady Bunch episode of the same vein. Mm. Gas, but also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's just such a half-baked idea and talking about the padding at, at the start at the end and, I mean, all through it, basically. Mm. Like, it's so surprising that they didn't use the time more effectively and use Nick Offerman more effectively. Like, they sort of started writing this thing and because Mike Scully, you know, Parks and Rec executive producer and also on The Simpsons as well, he made the connection and was like, yeah, we should really write a character around him. There wasn't a lot of Nick Offerman-iness yeah. to him, you yeah. know? And that would have been a lot better if Bart was starting to look up to him as a father figure mm-hmm. and... Even like him sort of making some points, it's like, but you're doing things that I tell you just because I'm telling you to do them. Sometimes you got to let your father, you know, tell you to do things as well. Like, yeah, if Nick was just uh, in his corner, Captain Nick, I, <laughs> pods in the key of Springfield. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, if he just sort of made that point rather than, man, just singing and dancing and then getting drunk and useless at the end of the episode. Like, yep. I get that from a story perspective that you needed to take him out for Bart to step up, but also it was just done in such a contrived and half-baked way. Like, There's also way funnier ways to take out the captain of a relationship ship than have him in 12 seconds find some booze, admit to being an alcoholic, drinking booze, and be drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have quite easily done something that Bart had taught him to do or helped him out with and been attacked by an octopus. And now he's got scurvy and he has to eat a thousand lemons before he's useful again. Yeah. <laughs> like, there could be, there's a, th- a hundred things you could have done. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, hip flux do not hold that much booze. Yeah, no, it's like five fucking shots at most, usually. Yeah. Like, there was like eight bottles of whiskey in that, in that hip flask. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially Nick Offerman. You gotta, you gotta take a lot to get that man drunk. 
Yeah. From Parks and Rec, he has like one glass of someone's great great grandmother's whiskey, and he's yeah. like, "This is fine." And he has two, and he's like completely passed out. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you drink? One. One what? One shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Parts and Rec is a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, without, I mean, I didn't really get into specifics about what I'd change, but I think I'd just echo a lot of your points as well. Like, and What's the thing? It's the obvious points, and it's yeah. very annoying and frustrating that they didn't notice them. Yeah, because like I said, I was having a mostly fine time with this episode until, like, they gave up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, any other notes, BT? Uh, mine just says, Randy Quaid, healthy. Yeah. So and it's like, yeah, have to eat your broccoli, so you can grow up healthy and strong, like Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. That right. was an okay, weird, just yeah. out of left field. Re- I do like he, did, he chose not to say himself yeah. and just went, who's healthy? Who's Randy? Randy Quaid. Yeah. Uh, Quaid. Yeah. As a celebrity who was like questionably healthy even in his best years. <laughs> Man, did any of you guys see that weird fucking video where he put a politician's mask on his girlfriend and was like fucking her and it was like meant to be a political statement? No. I'm pretty sure you dreamed that. (laughs) (laughs) At least I really hope you did. Why are you watching Randy Quaid born? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The podcast mentioned it or something and I had to watch the video. (laughs) Any other notes? You have a weird concept of the term had to. (laughs) No. (laughs) Any other notes, Phil? No, not really. My literally last note just says, teaching seals to read. (laughs) Which is adorable. I'd have loved to have seen that. The sea captain could have been much more like... Oh, I was about to say that episode of The Simpsons, but it's not. It's an episode of Parks and Rec <laughs> where the guy comes in and compels to make um, the playground. And he's like yeah. this really enthusiastic, oh. mysterious guy who literally just jet sets off in a boat at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could have been that. Like, he, the end, like, it was a big con. What, what do you mean? He came in, he built the playground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it really bad con artist? <laughs> <laughs> it was just an elaborate prank, and now I'm going to build a hospital in China. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> kaboom. They've been kaboomed. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, Paul Shear. What an amazing man. Time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Final Elliot's notes. final notes. Final notes. In the trailer for Project After Party, yeah, they just dropped a massive bong into this pool. Like, yeah, I did, yeah. it's still sort of this weird thing in Simpsons, like, yeah, seeing drug paraphernalia yeah. so front and center. Yeah, also, that's not how bongs work. <laughs> you don't, I, don't, I think Elliot knows. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know Elliot knows, but do the people at home know? Yes, they do. Yeah. If you don't put it in the water. No, <laughs> no, not unless you're doing a bucket bong like I did once. <laughs> Got like, uh, remember when Coke did like those three liter Coke bottles? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I tried to make a bucket bong out of one of those. It didn't fit into my actual bucket. So I tried using it in the pool at my mom's place. <laughs> it worked perfectly. I'm you know, sure just did, sitting yeah. in the pool, just fucking off and cones. Hoping mum doesn't come out. <laughs> Elliot, what are you doing? Smoking the pool? I mean, <laughs> smoke on the water. I mean, squeezing the juice. I mean, wait. <laughs> yeah, I love bucket bongs. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucked effective. up. They are. I actually really liked the whole thing with Martin finally took self-defense classes and now he's beating up Nelson. Now I wear the vest. Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. A good thing for Bart to miss in his broccoli Mm. sit-down. I'm surprised Homer didn't want to see that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, little nerd beating up Nelson. Fuck yeah. (laughs) His fat fists are nothing but a blur. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And again, Marge is um, being shocked and horrified at the trash talking. (gasps) He used the uck word. (laughs) Oh, there's the trash talking I was trying to remember. What is an RB in football? 
running back. Yeah, because I think it was Barney that said to her, your Arby is worse than Arby's. <laughs> burn. Ooh, that is a burn, mm. I guess. And peppered throughout the episode, I almost said movie, peppered throughout the episode movie, they kept playing that Gilbert and Sullivan song that's in the Sideshow Bob episode. We're sober men and true Ooh, and attentive to, to our duty. duty. And I only know that little snippet of it because I haven't seen it. Let's go from the HMS Pinafore. I've never seen the HMS Pinafore. You have seen the Simpsons do yes. a parody, so that's good enough. Is that yeah. one that your mum would play? No, fortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I only know Les Mis because George sings it in that episode where he meets Elaine's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Master of the Master House. Master of the House. Keeper <laughs> of the farm. <laughs> Benny with a handshake and an open palm. That's what I know. Schumann. <laughs> Sea Captain was just thrown in at the end there. Yeah. I mean, I like, again, I like the idea at this point. I'm just having such a drag of a time. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, well, surely you would have uh, had a seafarer adventure with your old friend, the Sea Captain. Yeah. It's fine. Just, and drive yeah. Off. By the yeah. time, but it's a fine joke, but by yeah. the time we got there, bleh. Mm. Oh, and yeah, one of the other things in the final montage that I liked was um, Captain Nick Offerman painting like the raw shark pictures, yeah. but with octopus yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, like that had a bunch of good stuff in there. I yeah. can't remember any of them now, but look yeah, it up. And then he could have shown them to like father and son duos and seen their reactions and Bart's would have been all dad at drunk at my softball game and, you know, stuff like that. And no, they yeah, didn't yeah. do that. And Homer would be just eating the squid ink paper. Yeah. I presume. Mm. It is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, eh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK, bronze, good, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the ones that shine shiny and tr- bright and true, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a participant. Like, halfway through the episode, I'm like, this could bronze it. I'm having a fine time, but yeah, the ending tanks. Phil? Yeah, I'm going to hard participate it. I, I really feel like it should fail, but I just don't care enough about it one way or the other to push it to failure. So it's more, it's just margarine on top of my Simpsons bread. <laughs> wow, that is that is a boring sandwich. <laughs> BT, finish it off. Well, is this a soundproof room? Because I'm going to echo those sentiments. Uh, yeah, look. What, are we I, writing our own puns now? What's I going know. on? <laughs> <laughs> I could have been on board with this one. It just tanked, and but I don't hate it enough to really get aggressive about it and fail it. So, yeah, solid participant. Wow. It is okay. Uh, you're not going to care enough. You, you, we'll forget it by tomorrow. Yeah, I think the best part... Of, um, no, never mind. All right, well, that'll average out into a... Du- I, I think that's the best uh, metaphor for this episode. <laughs> actually, the best part... Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did... Uh, actually. No, I don't care to talk anymore. <laughs> it's not worth the oxygen. All right, well, averaging out, this will be a... Un- oh, fuck, I keep doing this. It doesn't average if it's unanimous. Well, it still does, I guess. It's just <laughs> the math is a lot easier. <laughs> Well, this is a unanimous participant, and it'll be joining other such unanimous participants like Season 30's Krusty the Clown, which we reviewed in our Season 30 Wasteland episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, the episode that kind of destroyed me a little, so I decided to take a week off the index. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. That's quite some power. Yeah. Oh, that one, right. Yep, and it'll also be joining friends and family. Remember we did that one, Phil, where the virtual reality episode? Ugh. When God, Mr. Burns awful, yeah. Yeah, it gets really leery onto Marge and it's gross. Yeah, and like and they stay in the house next to his house or something. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that. And Lisa with an S when Lisa goes on tour with Lainey Fontaine. Yeah. <laughs> Close that <laughs> one. Close. <laughs> hey, I got nothing to say. It's just uh these no. are things that happen. I think yep. that's you're saying as much as you need to. 
Yeah, that's the participants. Like yellow yep. subterfuge as well with Skinner and Barton the submarine, and then yep. Barton and Homer try to convince Skinner that he killed Agnes. That's such a weird turn. Yeah. And also, My Fair Laddie and My Fair Lady. Oh. The Groundskeeper Willie musical, and the one where Marge becomes an Uber driver. Mm. I mean, they both sound... So many of these episodes, premise alone, you're like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh-huh. then... You watch Mo Data Midget and it's not very good. <laughs> and you wonder how this could happen. No, literally, the one Marge becomes an Uber driver, then decides she doesn't like it, so she stops. Yeah. That's the episode. There's no conflict. They don't need the money, so she has to do it. She just goes, I don't really like this much. The end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Amazing. So it's just like real life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And from season 16 as well, Sleeping with the Enemy, that's the we discover Nelson's father one. Mm. And oh, also, yeah. Mommy Beerist, where Marge tries to help Mo reinvent his bar as an English pub. Yeah, interesting aspects, but overall, yeah. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. All right, and before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is it justified? The is the reputation sound? Is it justified? <laughs> going up or going down? Check the reviews again. Now that we have watched it, <laughs> justification. Does this episode hold ground? Jesus, new theme song. <laughs> I've been listening to Talking Heads again. <laughs> I didn't know that you were having pre-planned stuff, and I was like, can I jump in? I'm like, wait a minute, he's doing something with this. Why is he reading? Apologies. <laughs> this doesn't seem improvised. Yeah, yeah. Is that theme song improvised? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. He gave this episode a B minus. So just like a hair above where we went. Yeah. Like, right. what are this, what's their lower rating? D. Yeah, absolute bottom of the pit is D, but they rarely use it. They more often go for the C's and C minuses. Right, okay. Mm. The Simpsons uses their elastic reality to re-examine the same themes again and again. Homer's journey in any good episode is funny and resonant because of the emotional realities involved. Even if, the next time we see him, he has to learn the same lessons over and over again to drive the next plot. This infinite cycle is touching in its way, pointing out the futility of the Simpsons' efforts even as it rewards them for trying. The show's heart makes the struggle worthwhile, even if there's never going to be any real progress because of the world the show's set in. That's literally just the description of what a sitcom is. Yeah. (laughs) I think that sort of speaks volumes of the show. There's fuck all to say. Yeah. What about the show? It's a sitcom. And what sitcoms is? Situational comedies. Which means we often have to reset back to the beginning so the situation can start anew. Always reset. Not Mm. often. We (laughs) always reset, Ben. My, my, I have so much to learn. Well, yes, you do. (laughs) But not today. We're done. There you go. All right. Well... And my mission with the episodes, Phil, has been trying to bring you more failures lately. Yes. Because I noticed, yeah, a few episodes ago <laughs> that you hadn't actually done that many episodes you deemed a failure. So, in a way, I failed you on the last one. <laughs> Hopefully, I-, I can bring you an episode next that we're going to fail. We're going to season 19's Midnight Towboy. I will get my pitchfork. <laughs> yep. Someone light the torches. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 19, Episode 3, Midnight Towboy, Midnight Towboy. First released in October of Oort 7, it was directed by Matthew Nastark, written by Stephanie Gillis. In this episode, Homer job. Homer becomes a tow truck driver. And meanwhile, Maggie is being clingy, so Marge gets a consultant to help her not be clingy. And then Maggie is independent to the point of saving Homer from being a prisoner. Guys, what do we think? I have my pitchforks yeah. ready to hate this. Had my knives I, out. 
I'm shopping. Yeah, I actually really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate this as much as when I first watched it, that's for sure. Yeah, I will say the third act kind of a little bit, but not horrifically, so it's it's okay not altogether. Yeah. My notes, there's way more up arrows than down arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, while I wasn't a big fan of the story, there are a lot of, like, jokes in here which I thought were excellent, and, like, I mean, within the first five minutes, we'd laughed more and laughed harder than at anything in the first episode oh, we watched yeah, for sure. Which is mm-hmm. why I was really confused. I was like, this must get amazingly bad soon. Yeah, I kept accepting it to just make a hard turn. And every now and then I was like, oh, no, here we go. Yeah. And then <laughs> didn't. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It was tolerable. And <laughs> at times, good. Yes. <laughs> what's going on? BT, for better or worse, what's something about this episode that stands out to you? Hugs are drugs. <laughs> That's something I liked and wrote down. Uh, no, there's this whole <laughs> bit where Marge gets the... um. I don't know what they call her, baby stop clingier mm. professional in to consult. And she's just got all this weird mix of like lingo, but hippie terms as well. And yeah. it's a really good balance act of a character. Yeah, a lot of twerging going on there. Of, yeah, the only one I like wrote... just buzzwords in buzzwords. Yeah, the yeah. only one I wrote down was like, and now her independence can begin you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just stuff like that. I'm like, to make a full hippie would be kind of boring, and to make a full Lindsay Nagel would be kind of boring. Find the middle ground. Yeah, I got a lot of laughs out of that bit. So yeah, yeah it's good for just like a character comes in for two minutes. Yeah, makes five funny jokes all based on the same type of thing, and then never say, "Oh, gets kneed in the crotch," and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> never gets again. savagely kneed. Yeah, <laughs> was, I like that they reframed the camera to a wide shot side on, so you could see how terrible that was going to be. Yeah, yeah. we felt that impact. That yeah, was uh, absolutely <laughs> nicely done. Sound editing. And it's a weird sort of uh, very niche character that you know exactly what they're doing with that. Mm. The the childless child consultant, you know? Yeah, I like the quick joke of, and the consultants can come day or night because they don't have families of their own. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't stop and dwell on get it. That's why they're... Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. And although it was, yeah, a bit quick for Maggie's turn, and I will say in that moment when they're sort of leaving Maggie's alone, the crying just sounded like generic sound bank crying like we've heard maggie cry but it didn't really sound like her yeah it it, actually sounded like a newborn crying as well it was just a baby yeah Yeah. baby crying number 678b Mm. you've been on sound snap recently i have (laughs) how about you phil what's something about this episode stands out to you for better or worse it's only a really short bit but i do like the bit where bart and lisa try and help marge navigate the internet and it's just a, a lot of pointing saying no click that click that and then i do love the just the quick line of you just bought a freezer. <laughs> and then she's like, well, fine, you do it. Bart clicks one button. Yeah. yeah. It's like, baby therapy. She's like, fine, I'll give them my contact details. You just bought another bought freezer. Another... <laughs> it's like, maybe I wanted two freezers. <laughs> I just relate to that. Yeah. yeah. They found a great balance between being a kid trying to navigate your parents through the internet and being a parent not understanding what you're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bother the internet with my problems. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really cute, relatable moment. Yeah, and what stood out to me, yeah, I'm just going to, because it hasn't been touched on yet, the Homer towing story with, and he was introduced to the towing job by guest star Matt Dillon. Uh, is that who that, that was? guy who's in things. Yeah. He's, kind he's of in wild like, things. He looks mm. like he's in friends, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a friend. He could, but he ain't. Mm. Yep. Wild yeah. things, what else is he in? What's the one where he gets his teeth fixed and Some, he's like an assassin? Something shooty. Oh, there's something about Mary. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah, he's usually the sleazy guy. Yeah, that's right. He did good. He was very fine. Mm. That's very not so fine. He blowed my mind. Hey, Maddie, 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind his character, especially because I found like the whole entrance into Guidoville so tedious. Yeah, but it didn't lean as hard into it as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it would end up it being... It didn't? <laughs> I thought it was going to end up being Homer slicking back his hair with a leather jacket going, hey, Guido, mm. about it, whatever. Which he only really just started being a tow truck driver. So even though there are parts of that, like, there's a bit where Homer leaves their equivalent of the Quickie Mart. The Mo- Mookie Mart. The Mookie Mart. Yeah, and the other guy goes, hey, Jezebel, get over here, and says some kind of line. And it's like, am I supposed to get what this is? And they just start tonguing each other. A lot. Yeah, this doesn't like, mean nothing. Yeah, like, am I supposed to be like, oh, you got them? That's exactly what they're. Who are we talking about? Guido's from the fifties, I guess. It was a little long getting in, like the search for milk, getting into Guidoville was a bit yeah. longish, but I wasn't angry. Yeah, because we have some pretty good billboard gags. It's like, welcome to Shelbyville, no milk. Yeah, milk free since 1978. (laughs) On the acronym for milk, Mr. T is the line. That was amazing, yeah. (laughs) So they had a a billboard that was partly obscured by a bush that and just says milk down one side and we have a boost forward. It says, Mr. T is the Lion King, which <laughs> makes me kind of sad that I'm not watching that. Yeah. <laughs> pity the symbol. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as Homer Jobs episodes, eh, I guess it was kind of organic the way he got into it. And Yeah, you can see the appeal when he's just like, you get to make people miserable and make money from it. Yeah. I do like when he's in the cab and he's like, your boss lets you listen to rock and roll music? He's like, eh, my boss is fine with everything I do. He's like, oh, I'd like to meet him. He's in this car right now. And Homer looks around the car, like (laughs) under the sun visor and stuff. And he's like, what? And then Guido goes, there's just you and me in this car. And then Homer's like, I'm your boss. Yeah. And immediately, you're fired. (laughs) I do think that was pretty As a way that, yeah, he could get out of it. And here's another another coincidence with this recording. So the song they're listening to is Cochise by Audio Slave, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, fucking metal horns all the way. And at the time of recording yesterday was the two-year anniversary of Chris Cornell's death. All right. Well, depressing. Yeah. Way to bring that up. Yeah, I, I didn't know it offhand, but yeah, last night as I was scrolling through Twitter looking through depressing election results news, I was extra depressed when it's <laughs> like, oh, and also Chris Cornell anniversary. Great. All the music's going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but fucking Audio Slave, that first album is all killer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's so good. I might have to listen to it. I write that down. Oh, definitely. Oh, Were you a fan of dear. either Soundgarden or Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Rage is all right. Soundgarden, I didn't really give any time to, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they can be a bit slow and dreary for me at times, but I think Audio Slave was just a perfect marrying of a Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine band. Oh, check it out on my Spotify. Yeah. Are you a member of Spotify Premium as well? I certainly am, because I just got sick of them playing video-only ads Mm. on my audio app. (laughs) (laughs) This episode not brought to you by Spotify. (laughs) But it could be Spotify. Mm, It could be. It could be. Mm. Now let's talk about Apple Music. Boo. (laughs) I was so fucking annoyed because like I was in my car and Spotify was fucking up and like for the rare times that I used Siri I was like hey Siri open Spotify play ra da and she's like I cannot open Spotify it's like Dave yeah <laughs> you fucking loyalist bitch <laughs> perhaps I would open Apple Music would she never open Spotify yeah she's trained not to open Spotify what she will only open Apple Music oh, can you Rename Spotify to Apple Music. <laughs> Snapple Music. Snapple Music. There you go, Snapple. Why don't you give us money and we'll come up with the rest of this idea? Uh, forget it. No one wants to sponsor us. That's absurd. 
We're quality content. That'd be cool. Yeah, nobody's just... that brave to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we even we literally offered drugs the opportunity to sponsor us. We said, "Crime, do you need to spot someone to spot us? Because we'll we'll promote you." <laughs> to be fair, that's right. Crime, work for yourself and get paid. To be fair, drugs doesn't need marketing. <laughs> it's true. And it's a very decentralized workforce, so it's probably hard for them to get unionized. So, <laughs> that's a fair point. Drugs as a product is only word of mouth. Yeah. Play count. How many times have we seen this one before today? I've seen it the nuns. Also nevers. I honestly saw this once before, watched it, a typical story for me, watched it in the lead up for worst episode ever's coverage on it. And yeah, I hated it at the time. Like, yeah, right. that was a one and done for me. And I'm like, there's some good material in this one. Yeah. Or maybe it's just the bar's been lowered so much that... <laughs> it's always hard to tell. Yeah. Have we watched this at the beginning of the podcast? Might have yeah. hated it a whole lot more. But, uh... Perhaps. So, talking about the things that I'm not a big fan of in this episode, The Wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? I mean, Maggie goes on a voyage to find Homer riding Sanders' little helper, which yep. is adorable, but a bit whack. Bart does ride his skateboard down the side of parked cars by being dragged by Homer's tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, Homer stops, Bart <laughs> slams into him, lays face down. And they both just start laughing. Yeah, I really dug yeah. the Maggie mission. I really liked it. Maybe remind me of the the one where they escape from the preschool. Mm. Like the music comes on, and I'm kind of like, yes, fuck it, this is awesome. Like adventure. Yeah, I actually wrote Maggie's music mission. Nice mission music. Yeah, I I'll say thing. wacky but also sad is Marge cradling a sack of potatoes, going, "You still need me, right?" Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a bit much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, Ow, my feelings. Yeah. She just thinks they're neat. <laughs> I did think the only thing that I really didn't like that much at the beginning was there's a very long gag of Homer crying over spilt milk. Yeah, yeah. that was just so obvious. Yeah. yeah. You could have gone the opposite way and subverted the saying, but they leaned yeah. into it hard and it was fine, but then it was 10 seconds of yeah. crying. It's, you know, like, the- yeah, if they had Homer go, <gasps> oh, what a shame. Yep. Yeah. Need some <laughs> more milk. He's like, all right, I'll be off to get some milk. Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of milk wackiness, uh, apparently, yeah, if you combine uh, milk, Mentos, and lottery scratchings. Makes a very weak jetpack fuel. Yeah. That's cool. I did like that. (laughs) That's why he had no milk, because adventurous teenagers had bought them all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just for experimentation. Not too surprising, given teenagers. Wackiness, I think, and this is the part where I thought the episode was going to tank, is when Louis catches Homer on his turf and imprisons him with a bunch of other guys. It's like... Wait, what? Mm. Wouldn't he just beat him? Yeah. And then they're all like, oh, we formed a barbershop quartet to sing Under the Boardwalk. We're <sighs> going to sing it now. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. And that I thought, okay, sucked. this is where the episode tanks. But that's That's what I thought as well. I was like, this is the turn where everything turns to shit. Mm. And also that was their seg break, which was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But so like that and the spilt milk gag. There are dud gags in this, but yeah. There's also, yeah, there's a ton of good good laughs. Yeah, and I guess that's sort of where I'm sitting with it is that, yeah, the Maggie stuff, like, in theory, this is shit that I usually call The Simpsons out on for being, like, so ridiculous, but it was handled well and it was kind of adorable. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, even in the Maggie, Santa's little helper montage, there were bits that I wasn't a big fan of, like, them swimming around and then... All of a sudden, the cat lady's like mushing a bunch of cats through the street. <laughs> I, like that. I like that as well. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> because she's like, like they painted her or portrayed her as the lone cowboy going off to save a thing. Yeah. And so it was very riding through the tundras kind of transition mm-hmm. across the stream. I get the crossing the stream thing. It was fine. I don't think they even needed to have the, the water pipes burst. That's why there's so much water. I think yeah. you'd be like, yeah. and then having to wait for a herd of cattle, which is cats. <laughs> cattle. And then just being, uh. 
yeah, yeah, pun <laughs> kind of intended. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then just the whip cracking cat lady bushing yeah, them along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. it was all right. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, every little bit that kind of irked me was also met with a good gag. Like even mm. Matt Dillon uh, kidnap, whose character will beat him now. Um, <laughs> even him kidnapping Homer. He's got a bust of John Bon Jovi in his house yeah. that activates his trapdoor. Yeah, like, magic switches under it. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like, there was a lot of good things. Yeah. So, was this a particularly heartfelt episode? I was sitting there wondering how they're going to wrap up the story with Maggie, because she especially says that moment of brings home a home, is standing in the doorway just twirling a pacifier, like, yep, I yeah. did it. And then Marge's like, well, I guess you don't need And she just puts up her arms. It's like, no. And then, yeah, Ma- Marge being like, are you sure? Is this okay? And then Maggie, like, shoving the pacifier in her mouth and giving her a kiss. That was fucking cute as fuck. Yeah, I do tough. love that she's gone, look, Maggie, you're so grown up. That's okay. I've moved on too. And it just showed the sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And Maggie just walks up to it and pushes it over. <laughs> like, yeah, it was nice. It was like, it's a bit absurdist, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah, but it's I guess the subtext being that she doesn't need Marge in the sense that she's that clinging anymore, but still needs it because she's still her mum. Mm, That's yeah. very cute, yeah. And didn't overdo it or didn't, you know, have to have Maggie give her, her first words, which is a long speech about, oh, Marjorie, I still require you as you are my mother. <laughs> Naturally, she's not that independent. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, not much heart to talk about with Homer's story, I guess. No, it was just a key to wackiness, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of betrayal with his friends, you know. He took Lenny's car. Which I thought was going to be a bigger bit. Yeah. But honestly, there was not really a need for that. I suppose that was what led to them plotting against him to get him. Okay, fine, I take that back. Yeah. And I guess the one unnecessary bit, actually, was the town all of a sudden parking bad. That sort of didn't mm. lead to anything story-wise. Yeah, that was, was going to be one of those moments of, I guess we do need Homer, and he comes yeah. back and he tows everyone in the clear. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the, you know, we're $8 short, which is exactly what Marge Simpson's cookies yeah, would have yeah. brought in. I thought it was going to be <laughs> that still afford thing. that statue of Lincoln? No, we'll have to get something cheaper. Yeah. Jimmy Carter, history's greatest monster. So, yeah, and I kind of wish there was a bit more with Homer's friends and stuff yeah. in that moment because of that. Like, Lenny wasn't even really leading the charge on the thing anyway. No. no. I do like that Lenny's... License plate is DUI guy. Yeah, <laughs> that tells a horrible tale. Yeah, mm-hmm. but why has he even got a brand new green car? And yeah, Agnes Skinner leading the charge and is like, oh, I've dealt with these Tojos before. Get over here, Mel. I'm going to give you a gumming and you're going to like it. Yeah, that was, yeah, was gross. Unusual. Mm. Yes. Also, why is Agnes there and Skinner not involved? I don't know. Well, yeah, because he got his car towed, yeah, right? Yeah, he was pushing himself down the road with a broom on an office chair. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Yeah, sure. uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. It was okay for a quick gag. Yeah, if they'd spent yeah. any time on it, it would have been terrible. Yeah, I like it way more than I like, come over here, I'll give you a good gumming, and, yeah. you, go, and you might even like it. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm, I mean, Homer gets a new job, and wackiness ensues. Yeah. So... There's a little secret mission at the end. Yeah. Marge is overbearing, but then not. Yeah, you sort of get this whole, like, kind of not exactly yeah. evolution of the characters. But yeah, it's it's painting with the right colours, we'll put it that way. It's not quite getting it, but it's, you know, in, in the right vein. And to the story's credit, they do dovetail at the start and come back together mm-hmm. at the end, which... Uh, sure. I'll give them a point for that. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a goal. It's not something they do all the time, so you got to applaud them when they do it. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Acknowledge the good parts, that's yeah. it. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, I also feel like I could get tricked into this one pretty easily. Yeah. It's like I start watching it, and then I think maybe the only time it really starts to go down is when Louis imprisons Homer. And the rest isn't bad, it's just not as much fun as the previous parts. But up till then, I think it's pretty reasonably mm. solid. Well, you lose basically 
half your story when you put one of your main characters of story A into yeah. jail, essentially. But seeing as this starts with uh, Marge trying to put Maggie to bed, and then uh, like when she tries to walk away, you hear this dragging sound. Yeah. Maggie just has her dress. I also want to know is like, go to bed, Maggie. We're all going to bed now. And then you just hear cheering. And for some reason, Homer's welcoming new pledges to a fraternity, and they're all dressed in togas drinking beer. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And that was never mentioned again. Is this a recreation of Animal House? Maybe, sure. but <laughs> that's a weird thing to throw to and then be like, yeah. Hey. Wasn't it just Bart and Lisa there? Were there strangers as well? No, I think no, there was Millhouse as well was there. That's just some, you know, rabble rousing with the kids, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I took it as, like, they were doing a recreation from Animal House. I, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but, like, I sort of pieced it from the togas and the mm. yeah, use of shout. Yeah. I just thought that she'd go downstairs and be like, could you stop something, something, maybe trying yeah. to sleep, and her would be like, but Marge, I started a new fraternity. Yeah. Again, this is something that I shouldn't like because the very next moment when she's like, fine, I'll make you a bottle, let Homer and Lisa and Bart are back in their normal clothes and What's they're not. What's a toga? You just wear it over your clothes. Or under. Under. Wait, no. A toga and pants? That can't end well. <laughs> That's like the socks and sandals of the toga world. <laughs> <laughs> his toga's tucked into his pants, Jerome. Dad. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Jerome. I really didn't get the, when Homer's learning how to be a tow truck diver, make sure that your hook is always pointed this way. Yeah. And then I was like, what happens if I point my hook this way? And instantly a convertible full of gay guys turns up. Homer quickly turns his hook the other way. And one goes, oh, spoil sport. And they just drive off. I'm like, yeah. You don't? Sure. That was weird. Yeah. It's one of these, you know, uh, you got the earring and the gay ear things. And it's just, eh. Like, yeah. I almost liked it for the sense that the earring and the wrong ear thing, it's like, wait, are there, how many secret codes are, is that even really a thing? I never knew as a kid mm. that was even really a thing. So I kind of like the suggestion that the world is full of these secret codes, but yeah. it just, it didn't go quite to that point. And they do another one, which was like Homer when he was in prison. And as your president, I will determine how far we can go without being gay. And it's... I did laugh at that though. It was very unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like for the backstory of the assumption that this has been an ongoing debate of how much can you mess around with another dude without it being gay. I like, <laughs> like that he's... That's odd, but I like the concept of there being background to this and yeah. it being a long-held debate between the community. Well, he says, like, if elected. So yeah. they're <laughs> running elections and, and that's a sticking pressing... point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's a lot going on in that underground jail. Well, I mean, when you've got nothing but each other to rely on, you're going to start debating some weird things. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know, actually, that I liked much out of the whole Homer being in prison thing either. No, I didn't really care for any of it. Again, when you put your main character in there, just it's a dead stop for that character. At least it was kind of, like, it was reasonably fast. Like, I think yeah. the, the singing part at the beginning was not great, but then yeah, the other dragged. time they threw to it, it was basically just, two jokes and then we're back out to get somewhere else so it wasn't terrible yeah the him being in prison was actually more about maggie coming to get him yeah, yeah. which i'm glad they made that strange otherwise it would have just been him sitting in prison for the whole time talking to guys about stuff and just, uh, i did boring. also kind of love when maggie's looking for homer and she looks down on the ground and finds his hair that's shaped like an m yeah and she picks it up and holds it up to the moon in where it would be on homer's head but the moon's also vaguely homer shaped yeah and i was like that's fucking cool. That was really well done. Yeah. Oh, again, it's so like, oh, I should hate it, but it was cute. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's like the impression of Homer is just there. Like, yeah. it's not overly done. Yeah. You can also take it that a child is going to just see their parents in things like the moon. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was just the, yeah, finding the hair, but it was also in the shape of an M, which means that 
Yeah, those aren't like individual hair follicles. <laughs> yeah. there. Like, there. His hair grows in the shape of an M, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I think I'd watch this again. And if I was going to watch it again, I might put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Homer gets a job. Yep. yep. I've decided playlist should be more when we think about what would we pair this with for comparisons. Put this with Mr. Plow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as an interesting pairing of the two. Mm. Yes. Fruit, fruity tones and uh, some service the, trucks. The, yeah, the <laughs> subsection of Homer jobs in the truck uh, so, yeah, um, truck related jobs. Mr. And uh, with Maximum Overdrive as yeah, well. Mr. Plow and also the one where he uh, does that Maximum Overdrive where he um, becomes an ambulance driver. Oh, no, no, no. There's that one as well. Oh, yeah, did Max- we like that one? I can't remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did like that episode. It was called Diatribe of a Mad Housewife, and in fact, this very panel gave it a unanimous silver. All right, back to the show. But yeah, with the one and Maximum Home Drive where he's driving the truck. Sure, put that in a four-part pairing of service trucks. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Not terrible. Mm, yeah. Sounds like a not fine four-course meal to me. Yep. And yeah, pairing with Maggie's Big Adventures. So yeah, we're talking about the Great Escape one before, and then there's Homer Alone, which yeah. we gave a unanimous cubic zirconia where she's ah, looking yes. for Marge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Some beautiful moments in that. Yeah, that's some good playlist. BT, what would you change? Plenty, but I also don't have exact points of it. I'd like to say... <clears throat> Because I do like that Maggie comes to save Homer, but I don't like Homer's imprisonment. I feel like there should be another punishment there. Mm. So I'm not too sure what else you could do, but there's going to be something else. I think if it was just Homer by himself, like the prisoners, I think, added a lot that I didn't like there. And a lot of questions. He's going to be feeding, like, what was that, eight people? Mm. <laughs> and where are they pooping? I mean, well, in the corner. Think. <laughs> You'd hope. They, well, that'll be dead by now then. Yeah. The corner, of course. <laughs> Futurama fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my main criticism, so maybe change that. I'm not too sure what to, but there's got to be some other direction to take that. And just a little bit more balance for Marge. I think she gets a little too sad a little too quickly. Yeah. Because we go straight to cradling a sack of potatoes out of, out of, out of the bat, off the bat, out of the gate. Mm. Out of the gate and off the bat and through out, the woods. Out of the gate of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> to the potatoes. Phil, what would you like to change? I don't think there's like a whole lot, really. I could have done... Without the singing, obviously. Mm. Yes, um, as always. As always, remove the singing. No one wants to hear under the boardwalk at the best of times. <laughs> I didn't mind the imprisonment thing. It kind of made sense, but he could he could have been in just normal jail. Because mm. he wasn't really appointed a tow truck driver. He just became one. Yep. So it could be easily found out that he was just doing it all illegally and now is just <laughs> yeah. in jail. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't mind that. Gave Maggie, the Maggie story, a place to move to. And yep. Homer's didn't really have a moral or a reason for it, apart from just Homer likes to have a new job every once in a while. Yeah, but I suppose if they make it a bit more about Maggie, if, especially if Homer's story ends up being her payoff. Yeah, they could they could have invested a bit more. I mean, it's hard to invest too much into Maggie because mm. you can't really get ideas or talks out of her. And she went from desperately needing mum to cutting her own nails and yep. reading books. Yeah. Within one sick break. Yeah, but I think it's more the implication that she just likes having Marge, doesn't necessarily need. Yeah, I understand. We've seen clingy nephews. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing here that's like an easy problem to go, this is definitely what the issue is. Mm. And I quite thought it was a pretty good episode, so I wouldn't change too much. I didn't like the Santa school gag. Yeah, that was great. I forgot about that. Man, post-classic rich Texan is fucked. (laughs) He really is. I I don't know that I, like, in these rewatches, I I think he's always a point of complaint for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a joke that wasn't funny, didn't need to be there. Oh, I'm afraid of beards and mustaches. Whoops, I went into the Santa school. Gunshots. Oh, they're dead now. Yeah. 
Mm. Like, remember that other episode where they were like, all of a sudden he's OCD and then he needs yeah. to tap his foot after he shoots his guns? It's just... Even that would have been enough to... I mean, as lame as it was to hear, I'm afraid of beards and mustaches. Yeah. Oh, I walked into a Santa school. Even that would have been fine. But then have gunshots like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect the gunshots. Like, when you see him walk in, you're like, ah, it's going to be a ah! And that'll be it. But then gunshots yeah. was, I don't know, too much. It wasn't a great gag. Yep. No, like, and coming into what I'd change about it, look, I think I'm going to sort of go through in my final notes a bunch of the gags that didn't didn't work for me. So, like, there's a lot of the story that I think flows fine enough and, like, I don't have any major points that I can say, no, this is exactly what you needed to do. It's just there was just bits and pieces that fell flat for me and all were bad. So, like, I just think this thing needs a rewrite. I think mm. <laughs> it didn't feel first drafty, maybe third like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could have used another couple of drafts, I reckon. This was yeah. Stephanie Gillis, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Which I think this mm. was actually a very good episode for her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> BT, any other notes? Yes, I got a couple. Uh, is this milk or paint? Uh, <laughs> it's paint. <laughs> is it all right? I, it went for too long, I think. Yeah, I think just the wine, or he just chasing goes, <sighs> it's paint. Yeah, and then he Mo does the whole comparing of the color swaps, and it's like, no, you fucking had it. Yeah, yeah it just drags on. I mean, it's not awful, but it's still. It's Forrest Gump running after he got the touchdown, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Unnecessary, and no one understands why you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I do like when they change the uh, girl on the mud flaps to home. He's like, you work as a silhouette model for one day that <laughs> yeah. follows you for the rest of your life. That was awesome. I did really like that. I really um, like you go, my conservative wife won't be appreciative of these lewd mudflap girls and he pulls them down and just the same thing but slightly fatter woman and he's like no nope, yeah. still not and then just Homer <laughs> reclining back you go oh that's ridiculous why would it be Homer but I love that they explain that story by just going you pose as a silhouette model for one day yeah. <laughs> also I love the idea that you can pose as a silhouette model yeah <laughs> yep. hey gotta come from somewhere yeah <laughs> I might pick it up it's, it it's like it's a good day's work <laughs> so although hey, the regret the yeah, regret. It will follow you. Yeah. You have a very distinct silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you married a man that years later, without warning, would become a tow truck driver, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, yeah. And I like that she said, yes, I know. <laughs> uh, my final note is, okay, well, Maggie, for that, I'll give you your nose back. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is Lisa's nose. <laughs> I, like, I like that he, they didn't finish it off to be like, ah, oh, I'm just kidding with you. It's just like, oh, wait, this is Lisa's nose. Like, yep. he actually thought that he had it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, fantastic. And, like, Maggie was, like, really stoked with this deal. <laughs> yeah. So, finally. How about you, Phil? Any other notes? I loved, guys, I've got a bunch of toe money. I'm going to shout the bar the most fanciest drink in the bar. <laughs> Ah, you mean Lobsterpolitans? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it was a bit gross, but yep. yeah, it was quite funny. It was a good visual, though. and like yeah. the Garnished with a claw. Yeah. <laughs> and the ridiculous thing of just snapping the lobster in half and lobster juice just falls out because <laughs> that's how it works, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's uh, how you lobster. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, I really didn't and like... And they were all relatives of Pinchy. Sorry? Oh. <laughs> Why would you do that to us? <laughs> Pinchy died a tragic death. That's right, um, on sadness. I really didn't like... I can't remember how they set it up now. Homer goes, uh, the act two. Oh, like if I yeah. was, if I was a, a, a character uh, a teleplay. In, a movie, in yeah. a teleplay, yeah, this would be the exactly perfect moment to end act two on. And then something bad happens. I can't remember what, and literally it comes up in white text. End of act two. Yeah. In case right. you didn't get it. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, that was bad. No. Yeah. Telegraphing the teleplay reference. Yeah. And then also even just like the whole setup for that joke was a waste of time. I do have the note that says toad around corners, but I go, oh, 
when his Guido is taking Homer back to his <laughs> yeah, uh, right. jail and he's hooked him by the pants at the back of the, the tow truck and he's driving around town and I was like, I'll get you. I'm going to punch you in the face. And every time he goes around the corner, he's like, Wee-wee! Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of all right. Yeah. I think that went again. A little bit too much. Yeah. It was eight times. It could have been four. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, that's all I got. All right. Time for my final notes. Maggie, one of her toys is Justin Timberwolf. I was yeah, a fan of that one. <laughs> yeah. But right. then, wasn't a fan of Sleep Time Krusty. Yeah, because yeah. he sounds terrifying. Also, I kept waiting for him to turn up and being alive. Yeah. <laughs> and start killing things like the Chucky 2 remake. Mm. Mm. You've got to have that doll set to Sleep Time. <laughs> um, oh, and I did like that Marge is trying to get Maggie to sleep. And yeah, part of the whole song of Shout is a little bit louder now. <laughs> a little bit louder now. <laughs> Oh, I like when Matt Dillon and Homer arrive at the impound lot and all the disgruntled people there. <laughs> I can't be in this neighborhood. My jewelry's real. <laughs> you can't tow a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> but, and again, you know, it's a mixed bag. And yeah, Krusty didn't need the line about his blow. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I did like um, Homer's line going, look at them. You've made them miserable and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Just like God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough. So mm. Back to Krusty's blow. I'm oh, the- no, that's all I had to say about it. The line sucked and, you know. Especially uh, after the greatness of, you can't do a hybrid. Because that, that was the third, you know. That yeah. was the comic rule of three. And, and then- really well delivered. That kind of indignant, I don't think you realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. Bumblebees can't actually fly. <laughs> Flanders as well, when he goes, you towed the school bus and they still had school kids in it. Like, Homer would have taken it to the impound lot and yeah. And why does Ned do the Spider-Man quote there? Like Yeah, and then why did it not mean anything to anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess story function wise it was there, you know, as for, oh, foreboding, you could your hubris and whatnot, but mm-hmm. and the scene was like really nothing. Your hubris is showing. And then there was the whole bit in the bar, the extended bit about Mo calling him a totalitarian and yeah, yeah. you're making weird. light of that. Like, you're making light of totalitarians. Yeah. Like, it's not really a person. Yeah, it's a regime generally. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, or regiment. The Homer was doing like, yeah. It's so what? Because <laughs> basically, if you're the police, who will police the police? I don't know. Coast, Coast Guard. Guard. <laughs> so it's, not, it's basically that, but without the police or the Coast Guard involved. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't do anything for the story, but fuck, I love Barton Milhouse pulling out swears from the Bible. Yes, that was kind of awesome. Oh, and I do like love sanctioned by God. I do love he goes, I don't know if Leviticus is a word. He's like, shut your hell mouth, you whore. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And my final note is I retract what I said. There was nothing I liked about the prisons bit because I did like Homer describing the plots of Transformers and <laughs> Shrek the Third. Yep. There was once a monster called Shrek the Third. <laughs> they lived in medieval times, but they sometimes talked about today times. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. It's time to rank this thing. Phil. I'm going solid silver on this. I thought it was pretty good. I had some good chuckles. There's a bit of something needs doing with the story a little mm. bit, but overall, I'm almost, I'm almost gold. But I'm, wow, I'm, wow! But I'm silvering. All right, BT. Uh, I'm not gonna be that generous. I will give this a bronze because I did have a good enough time. There were some problems, and the third act does kind of stumble a little bit. But yeah, overall, I had a good time watching Homer pick things, heavy things up, and putting them down. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I was questioning, am I up to a silver? But going through my final notes, there was like a confirmation as. As much fun as I had in this episode, there are still a lot of technical problems. Uh, but, I mean, I give this episode credit because, yeah, there's shit that I usually pick out about that I don't like. I think 
these were good versions of those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bronze, not a bad ranking as well. I, uh, it was a very okay and averaging out. This will be a shiny bronze. This will be joining other such shiny bronzes as So It's Come To This, a Simpsons clip show, which we reviewed with Danny the other week. Mm-hmm. That was probably going to be the best clip show out of the, the whole yep. Simpsons run. i got to say, clip shows. Wow. Yeah, they're hard to review. <laughs> also, they're usually pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- I mean, this is the one that, you know, the April Fools and Bart shakes up the beer can. Uh, uh, so there's yeah, a, there's yeah, like right. the whole first... There's actually something else going the on. The first part yep. is the original material. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, then it sort of tanks because it's a clip show in Acts 2 and 3 and everything's flimsily set up. But with a solid first act. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this... Might be the first shiny bronze that we've done with you, Phil. Yeah. Sorry, I like to try and find ones that we've already done like, together. Oh, reflect on them as a unit, but mm. well, I'll just I'll listen to your reflections and reflect on them myself. Deal. And beyond Blunderdome, the racist ass Melly Gibson's episode. <laughs> Not that the episode's racist, but Mel Gibson yeah, is. Yeah, cross referencing with this thing he hasn't seen. You haven't watched all of Key and Peele three times. No. Oh, I don't like sketch shows. Yeah, fair enough. It, I is, find a, that it is a sketch show. Not funny. <laughs> oh, this is a particularly good sketch show. I've watched I've watched a couple, but yeah. I've also started watching You Should Leave Now on Netflix. Yeah? What do you reckon? Uh, it came so hotly recommended to me. Yeah, that's what, what is I was this? It's this comedian Tim Robinson and like there's some good premises and like there's some good absurdity into it, but to me it comes down to like the sketches are he's lying about something someone else will call him out on it and he's like no i'm not and it's just I hate like it already yeah, yeah. And it's just that for him also the sketches are like oddly long like there's only yeah. four sketches in each show and so you kind of like it seems like it finishes really quickly but then you're like but i didn't enjoy any of it yeah <laughs> why wasn't it entertaining so yeah it's produced by andy samberg all right so like you'll get an odd sketch with like a really like famous oh, oh awesome but like he himself, I don't think really carries the show that well. And no. yeah, yeah, and he's not that not that great of an actor. No, especially a character actor, which they're all obviously character skits and stuff. But mm. I just find there's like I've watched like three episodes, and I think I found one or two gags pretty good. Yeah, but mostly they're just he's a funny joke that I saw coming because it's not that shocking, mm-hmm. and then it's just rehashing that same joke for the next four and a half minutes. When yeah, like, yeah, guys, I'm over it. Did you see the one with the boardroom where they put the whoopee cushion down? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I liked it originally where he sat down and he's like really embarrassed that he farted and was like, why would you do this to me? But then it drags. Yeah. And there's like five minutes of going, why would you betray me like this? Why would you come home to my house and shoot my wife? Why would yeah. you do that? Like, no. No thanks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there is one shiny bronze that we did with you, Phil. Spring- Springfield Splendor, which was when Marge and Lisa do the graphic novel together. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it sort of tanks at the end when they do the silver? musical. Wow. We I, I, I silvered, you guys bronzed it. Uh, yeah, because it, had, that makes it had some potential. Yeah, I remember that being quite good for X1 and 2, and then just tanking literally shut the bed. Yeah, which is a shame, because that's the act that had Martin Short in it. and yeah, yeah. It ruined that bed. How do you ruin Martin Short? You put him in a bed. <laughs> and then shut it. And before we move on, is that reputation justified? Reputation. Justified. Better. Swish. Wow. I didn't know. I thought you were going to do the, oh, you only got one, but no, I got two. Well, this was like the B roll when I had the idea. It's like, what other talking heads did I do? That was the only other idea I had. What other songs do they have? This is all what I came up in the shower. Hashtag shower thoughts. Robert Canning of IGN. 
Feather Touch Canning himself. 7.4 out of 10. Of course. Wow. Which, I mean... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give that. Yeah, that's roughly the silver ranking, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you, Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it a solid funny episode. He felt that the odd scene involving the Duff Blimp, the Sea Captain's pirate ship, oh, and yeah. the train engine driving through the streets was simply too ridiculous not to be funny. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was Those one of the parts I, I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feather touch. <laughs> You'll be the death of us all. I do like his definition of ridiculous. What? A pirate ship and a blimp? He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't really mention what they're doing, just that they exist. Yeah, that's, like, that's what you know of going into that episode. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in this episode, a blimp fights a pirate ship. Get ready. <laughs> blimp, a pirate ship, and a train walk into a bar. All right, guys, now it's time we move on to the Classic Era episode, and we're going right to the tail end of the Classic Era with a Season 9 episode that's named after another Matt Grading cartoon of King of the Hill. Any idea which one this might be? Is it the one where they are the water bomb battles? Oh, no. That's that's right at the uh, beak end of the Classic Era. The beak. Because this was the tail end. Uh, oh, I see. You just, <laughs> All right. I could have picked any it. animal. Why yeah. did I go bird? <laughs> no, the birds have tails. <laughs> the nose and end beaks. of the classic here. <laughs> so when it references King of the Hill or? It's called King of the Hill. Oh. When have they ever had a hill to be the king of? <laughs> In 30 years, when has a hill prominently come around? And if you want to, you know, be the king of the hill, you might want to train. And where's the best place to train at? <laughs> the train yard. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. Is it, uh, is it the training. punt one? No, we've done that one. I don't know which ones you've done. Might want to do a lot of training if you're going to go climb a hill. Oh, what, the murder horn? Yeah. That's not a hill, it's a fucking mountain. <laughs> well, it didn't fill in with the punt. Oh, no, no, no. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode of the evening, which is Season 9, Episode 23, King of the Hill. First released in May of 1998, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by... John Schwartzwelder! Everybody's favourite. like we didn't rehearse that either. <laughs> in Scary. this episode, if you don't know it, you should know it. It's the one with uh, Homer. He gets fit and he climbs the murder horn with the power of power source bars. And he goes to a gaim. Guys, what did we think? Yeah, it's great. It yeah. was great. I was telling Ben, Beige, that um, it wasn't until right <laughs> at the end that I even realised I'd seen that before. I was like, oh, really? I don't remember the power source bars or Homer working out, any of that stuff. I was like... How have I not seen this? Not even the guy. Like I feel <laughs> the like the guy bit. I'm like, yeah, I remember that, but then I had no other context, and I kind of remember Homer using the dead guys as a sled. But <laughs> that was kind of the only two things that I could take out of it. Wow. So it was like watching it anew, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a very big rarity for anyone watching the classic era. So I'll throw to you first. What stood out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I like how they start the episode and they get into the A story via a reasonable. Mm. realistic story that happens and yeah. i think that's something that the first decade of simpsons did really well was set up an entertaining premise yep. showed you a story that was conclusive in of itself that led to the rest of the show and i really like the church picnic yep. where homer's too fat to run and ends up getting egged by <laughs> deviled eggs yeah not even just egged but deviled egg part of him must really enjoy that oh, well, well t- if he wasn't out of breath and could eat maybe yeah, yeah. 
yeah, the man that is too tired to enjoy getting pelted with deviled eggs is. Yeah, he's a very tired man indeed. Yes. <laughs> but especially because, you know, we saw Egg Boy, you know, nailing Fraser Anning before, and then the failure of Egg Girl, who mm-hmm. couldn't crack the egg on Scott Morrison's dumb skull. And then also got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the next evolution for egg based politician pranks. Yeah. I like <laughs> deviled it. eggs being quacked at people. It, quacked. Yeah. Quacked. Oh, I thought you said quacked. I, like I quacked. heard quacked. <laughs> yeah. It's like quacked is the verb for throwing, but only throwing a deviled egg. Yeah. <laughs> I've been quacked. You can't quack anything else. Yeah. I like it. You right. had it here Done. first, nation. Put it in there. Yeah. Dictionaries. Ah. <laughs> oh. I'd like to get quacked with some deviled eggs, though. Fuck, I love deviled eggs so much. They're so yeah. good. I haven't had them for a long time, but yes, yeah, delicious. Yeah, a lot of people who do make them kind of overdo it with the curry powder. Oh, you just you only lose a little. Restraint is the better part of deviled egginess. Right, you're going to have to put that on your Tinder profile now. <laughs> Don't please quack, quack with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, let's quack. Just <laughs> <laughs> you with a picture of deviled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Quacks. Yeah. <laughs> Are you into quacking? Are you DTQ? Down to quack. Uh, Beige, what stood out to you from this episode? Down to quack, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so much of this. I think, oh, wow, where do we... Mm. Okay, I'm going to point out two little bits. One is a great little moment of heart where when the Power Source guys are first like talking to Rainier Wolfcross, like, you, I love it, climb the murder horn. No, 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 yeah. no. And then Bart is like, my dad can do it in that very kind of childlike optimistic way of he's been working out and he's super buff and he's super great he eats fifty dollars worth of your product every day yeah it just comes from that place of childlike optimism that, that launches the more fantastical elements of the story but the other part is something i wanted to point out you mentioned once a very schwartzweldian moment of um a kind of a comedy misdirect yeah and uh in this one i think it's that moment of well you know we'll get you to climb the murder horn Boom, no that's it over there don't do uh yep just to the right of the one yeah i like every time they cut to the guy to go no not that one the big one they did it in a way that sounded like he was like confirming the one that homer had seen yeah yeah and then like the look of worry and then looking down at bart and bart so proud of him yeah, it's like starry eyed oh. like you can do it dad you know yeah, well, I mean, going to what stood out to me from this episode is how well set up it was. Mm. Like, even starting out with the McBain thing and then Renier would later in the episode, you know, come to help Homer. And, like, Bart being so in big admiration of Rainier and mm-hmm. just not of Homer, who <laughs> at his best can crush a beer can with his belly. Which is impressive <laughs> and disgusting all at the same time. Yep. I was, like, looking down as I was drinking my bolter and I'm like, I wonder if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Where can tilting it to your stomach first and drinking it. See, I think that's the thing. It's the core control of making yep. your flap go over the thing. It's going to be impossible. Yeah. yeah, I do love how this opens with McBain fighting commie Nazis <laughs> all to get UNICEF pennies to, <laughs> to the poor children. <laughs> I do oh, love pennies. the commie Nazi symbol on the plane was yeah. the Cameron Sickle on the sort sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I surrender. <laughs> uh, and he, loves, he breaks his neck and I love how Marge walks in and goes, that's what I call breakneck speed <laughs> and Bart goes mom a man just died <laughs> like in such a really good just turn around yeah again that's what's weldian misdirect mm. ah. but yeah just how well the story was set up with Bart just continuously getting disappointed at Homer and his physical limitations and then yeah how that turns when Homer starts working out and starts yeah pushing the boundaries and such maxing the envelope and so on yeah, and yeah, shouting slogans of yeah. power source. <laughs> Eclipsing the limits. <laughs> he pushes over the portal to reveal a comic book guy reading a copy of Zebra Girl. 
<laughs> while, while being on the toilet. Need to find another fortress of solitude. And also uh, worth mentioning here that the Power Source guys played by none other than Brendan Fraser and Stephen mm. Weber. Weaver. Still don't know how to say his name. Man, Stephen Weaver was really riding the coattails that day, wasn't he? Yeah, it's uh, actually Ebba, the W is silent. Also, oh. the Stephen is silent. It's just Ebba. Ebba. Just. So apparently, uh, yeah, Stephen Weaver, Weaver was Ever. the lead on a show called Wings. Oh, right. Oh, know. right. Which is yeah. a show that, yeah, Nans in the 90s loved, <laughs> along yeah. with Jag. Wait, I think Jag replaced Jag was a lot wings. better. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Wings was, I don't remember. Well, I It remember was like Cheers, but they ran a freight a flying ca- air cargo thing. It was something weird. You never actually saw them fly. fly. They were just expensive. like, yeah, a cockpit set and then the office set. Yeah. Whereas Jag can be summed up by one character every episode going, you can be court-martialed for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing and, it anyway. It's and, the right thing to do. And the blonde girl trying to figure out how tight her naval shirt can go. Yep. That's what kept me watching. Mm. It was basically oh. Baywatch in the military. So apparently, Bell, I believe Wings was created by some of the Cheers people behind the scenes of Cheers, and characters from Cheers occasionally made special guest appearances on Wings. Oh, there you go. And yeah, it was set in an airport. Mm. Right. Oh well, um, Thomas Hayden Church was in it. Interesting. Of course, Thomas Hayden Church, not Stacy from Ned and Stacy. No. Ned. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> He's also uh, got a recurring role in I Zombie, and he plays the mayor in NCIS New Orleans. Yes, two shows we've never watched. <laughs> I didn't even know they did it NCIS New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they learned their lesson with Miami. In the end of 50% of the episodes, the crocodile did it. <laughs> <laughs> they just pull the crocodile's head off, and it's old man Thompson. <laughs> Well, that's another mystery solved. Now let's get some crawdads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get to some crawdads. <laughs> At least with this body, we can get us some catfish as bait. <laughs> Would you turn that jazz music down? We're trying to solve it a crime here. Looks like he choked on his po' boy. <laughs> Which made him a real po' boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to clarify I'm sorry if we've offended any of our Louisiana friends like we truly believe that New Orleans is the happiest place on earth it was a wonderful place oh my god oh, New Orleans ticklers oh yeah. <laughs> to, to specify that's ticklers piano bar mm-hmm. yeah and, and not a profession that you pay money <laughs> it's not to. the best name in the world but no. it's the greatest place in the world absolutely and oh, and Deanies and uh, uh, Bur- Burger Grill Project ah oh, the name's Clover Grill Clover Grill Oh, and the gumbo shop. Fuck. Love mm. New Orleans. Um, anyway. And Brendan Fraser is a popular person too. Yes. <laughs> Star of the uh, Looney Tunes movie, um, Looney Tunes Back in Time or whatever. Back in action. That one. <laughs> Get your Looney Tunes right, you Looney Tunes. Nah. George of the Jungle, is that the one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. of the Mummy. Yeah. The good ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love Brendan Fraser. Like, Actually, growing up in Sino Man was like one of my favorite movies. Nice. Yeah. You guys like Brendan Fraser? Yeah, like, he's perfectly he's fine. Things. I liked him in Blast from the Past. Monkey Bone is a weird movie. How did you think the two guys did in this episode? Yeah, they're exactly what their role needs them to be. Kind of surprised they're guest stars because they are not minor parts, but just not... It's very character-based parts. Yeah, I had no idea it was Brendan Fraser this entire time. Yeah, you could have just said it was like Hank Azaria and yeah. Harry Shearer and it, you yeah. would have just... Oh, yeah. It could have been anybody, yeah. Mm. Because it was really... They were just playing the slightly sleazy... Yeah, the, the money-driven uh, power executive ad execs. Yeah. ad execs they needed to be, yeah. But they did a good job of it, because yeah. I believe yeah. them 100%. Yeah, exactly. 
They were so believable, I didn't know it was Especially them. when Homer decides to climb the mountain against their advice. And so yeah. they say, <laughs> against doctor's orders, rejected power source bars and going with our competition. And it was like peach, uh, peach Nelly bars or something. Yeah, Vita Peach Health Log. <laughs> doctors say he may not have the mega nutrients required to complete the climb. <laughs> See, it is like this weird brief subsection of advertising, which was like, yeah, the fake news report <laughs> yeah. about yeah advertising the bullshit. Like, and yeah. I think they really nailed that, especially with stuff like mega nutrients. Yeah. yeah. And I also like the shot that they have of them on the TV their backdrop of their logo is just slightly off center and you can see a bit of the background behind it like there's about a foot worth of just mm-hmm. blue and like the grass behind them oh yeah yeah it's that little bit of imperfection yeah yeah it was wonderful it was wonderfully written and yeah it's just so perfect it yeah really brought me back to the time when that kind of bullshit would happen <laughs> yeah now it just happens online and you can't tell if it's fake or not yeah yep. so play count how many times before today have you seen this episode i reckon half <laughs> from what i remember that's a new one $50 worth of power source bars. Hmm. So, 12. <laughs> it's roughly accurate. 12 times a day, every day. <laughs> I've seen this episode a whole bunch. I do have a lot of love for season nine. A lot of people go, is it still the classic year? And I, I still think this fits in very neatly into the classic run of episodes. Yeah, yeah this is definitely. still very story-driven, very funny, and just got a really great momentum behind it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's just so much payoff with the story. Mm. Like, And it's all A-flot as well, which is nice. Yeah, like I said, momentum. It climbs well. Mm. <laughs> See, mm. it, it builds up its muscles, and then it <laughs> uses them to tackle a big mountain. But which was the al- source of its power. <laughs> mm. But it also managed to shoot its mustard. Apples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Police picnic. Mafia picnic. picnic. Yeah. Yep. I like it as a line. And jokes on you. You just shot your own mustard. <laughs> and that's all the mustard in the picnic. House. Really. Picnic house. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? A little bit. All, all the Sherpering dragging Homer up the mountain. Without him noticing. But that yeah. was hilarious. And the, also, just, the mountain just taking his pants off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such a good... <laughs> well, when they leave and they just basically cartwheel vertically down. <laughs> and then he shouldn't kick us. <laughs> Homer in the gym where he's just dropping the weights on his head. Oh, my God. Pronounced gyme. <laughs> Sorry. At the gyme. Yeah. Dropping the whites on his aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm going to feel this in the morning. <laughs> feel the burn. Yeah. And then other things, like, I really like, Santa's little helper drags him inside. He's like, look, Bart, daddy got in shape. Yeah. Knocks the picture frame. Can I just move the picture? No, the picture looked good where it was. Drag me back outside. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to get exercising, he still needs the dogs oh, drag I him out. I love the bit where he's running early in the morning <laughs> and he's running at the same pace as the paper boy and the paper boy's just throwing yes. papers and every single paper's hitting him because they're both still relative. Yeah. And then it like montages into the, like, and now it's a paper truck throwing like bales of new yeah. papers at him. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gains. No, total like, yeah, build up of the joke and, oh, Wonderful stuff. And of course, yeah, his big hallucination is, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. trying to scale the mountain with, yeah, that was oh, look, one. a staircase. I'll and, just take this escalator. <laughs> and the Yeti hugging him and... I love that the Yeti puts him on a giant jack and just, like, jacks him <laughs> so he goes up into a bubble. That'll help you up. And, I'll just take that escalator. And yeah, classic, yeah, Homer transitioning into la 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 and then the goat takes his radio. <laughs> Damn goats. Mm. Always being radio hams. Yep. <laughs> Let's try and grab some flab. No, not there. <laughs> Over here. I my foot. No, not that foot. <laughs> uh, just fill my biceps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab some flab. And Lisa just goes, got some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he does put butter in his coffee. Yeah. Oh my so. god. <laughs> How, Which, didn't that become a thing as well? What? At some point? People, people putting butter in yeah, their coffee. People I think were it's, convinced it was like a weight loss bullshit. It's a keto Atkins thing because it's not sugar. Yeah, it, it's a sweetness replacement. So instead of like putting sugar in there, because butter's fat. Yeah. And so keto diets, you can have fat, but you can't have sugar. Yeah. So I don't know if it became a thing. Well, uh, maybe I've heard of it. Yeah, it I have as well. But I can't remember why. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, that was Marge who made that comment. And even like. It's funny that they did this episode in season nine because we've had a few episodes where Homer's tried to lose weight at this mm. point and to even have her going, yeah, sure, I'll take <laughs> yeah. in your pants right now. <laughs> I wrote down sweet Marge burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was super, super sarcastic. Yeah. But then they were so proud of him, which is lovely. Mm. And I do love the bit where he goes, look at you suckers there eating your slop. Yes. Food's best when it's concentrated. That's why I'm putting these five pounds of spaghetti bolognese <laughs> into this one handy bite bar. And he just puts it through. A meat grinder, and yeah. it comes at like five pounds bar. of spaghetti comes out as a bar, a muesli bar. He yeah. eats it in one bite, goes, hmm. casually walks to the phone and just goes, hospital, please. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But it's, so, like, but it's so funny and so well done that it's like nothing wacky happens. It's just a little bit of timing and that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. The stuff that really shows you what they've, they've lost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like if you did that now, it would be like a, oh, oh, hospital, please. Ah, no, it's coming out of my ears, boy. Mm. Yeah, it would be, uh, they'd work on it a lot harder for a lot longer. Yeah, it's just so great to go, hmm, hospital, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was such a good character moment as well. And I think, I mean, we all know that person and fuck knows I've been that person as well. <laughs> that, yeah, when they make an effort to get healthy, whatever they do, whether it's, yeah, start exercising, eat healthy or quit smoking or anything like that. And they just almost immediately become arrogant. And it's like, oh, I used to be like you poor, <laughs> disgusting fools. Yeah. My meatloaf is not slop. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say in that scene, they're basically just eating grey sludge. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> really weird. No, like, And then they cut back to one shot and it goes back to Marge and you can see like there's yeah there's shapes of there's food shapes there, of food but, but they've just not coloured it yeah. <laughs> oh interesting yeah it was like we went no time guys let's move be, on so to be fair that really was sludge yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sure there's more wackiness to talk about in this episode where Homer scales them out and oh there's something <laughs> yeah grandpa's involvement with this episode <laughs> I fell eight thousand feet onto a pile of jagged rocks <laughs> of course folk were tougher in those days I was jiggerbugging that very night yeah. <laughs> don't climb the murder hell you'll die just like I did you yeah. did. So, yeah, Grandpa's climbing partner was named McAllister. Long-time Simpsons fans will know. Sea Captain's name is Captain McAllister. Uh-huh. And they're both related to Kevin McAllister. From Home Alone? Yes. Yeah. Reference to Pods in the Key of Springfield. Like and subscribe. <laughs> well, they theorise that Kevin McAllister became Captain McAllister. Yep. I re- actually like the theory that uh, Kevin McAllister became Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. Mm. That makes enough sense. He builds traps. I mean, what is saw but R-rated Home Alone? Pretty much. <laughs> but the opposite. The people are trying to get out of their home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Yeah, Grandpa has his own version of the events and then, yeah, McAllister's <laughs> diary. And yeah, that skunk ape took on my supplies and tried to eat me. <laughs> Please tell my lovely wife my last thoughts were of her blinding and torturing Abe Simpson. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. I feel like I wouldn't leave a diary just so I could use that line. Yeah. <laughs> Blinding. <Yeah. laughs> oh, just a- excellent choice of words. Fuck, I love this episode. I know. Just the very end where they find the body. It's like, first of all, Hibbert has a great line of, 
We're too late. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like 60 years. He's blue. Like, I know the Simpson, like, most of them are yellow, but he is blue. Yeah. And it looks like someone tried to take a bite out of him. He's also <laughs> ridden down a mountain as a sled. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Grandpa just has a line of, okay, well, here's what I think happened. Yeah, yeah his teeth fall out and land exactly in the bite mark. Yeah, that's a resilient corpse to be used as a sled all the way down that mountain. I will say as well, I loved the animation of like the dirt and mud sort of mixing and flying. Like, yeah, it goes from yeah. white into this dark, sludgy grey. Did yeah. I interrupt your mwah moment? Yeah. Oh, it looked beautiful. It was and almost like a monkey magic thing because he's like, he looks like it's just Homer's head coming down in a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> it was very well done. So, how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Yes, indeed. Like I said, when Bart's all, oh, my dad can do it. And they've got a great moment of undermining that. It's like, wait, you're not climbing up this mountain just for me, are you? <laughs> okay, cool. Jump, <Yeah>. jump. <laughs> Get up there. But even then, just Homer's success when he finally says, like, I did it. I'm on the top. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Well, I think this is a good example of an episode where they don't lean in too heavily with it. It's hmm. like... I mean, it's definitely there and it's noticeable and stuff, but it like the whole Barton Homer dynamic doesn't feel front and center. It is sort of uh, more about Homer, yeah, improving himself. Doing it for his kid, but at a certain point, he's sort of, kind of doing it for himself a little yeah. bit. I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't feel heavy-handed. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not like pushed down your throat or anything. Yeah, I just it. like the little parts where. You know, it's nighttime and Bart's sitting on the roof of their house with a telescope and they're talking on the two-way. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it's not like, oh, all right, go climb the mountain and I'll see you in three weeks and find out if you did it or not. Like, he's actively following him as he's doing it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and was, that's what's big when, you know, the goat takes the radio is they've lost the ability to communicate with him. Yeah. And that's reinforced when Lisa's like, family to dad. And it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's dead, little girl. Here, have a power source, Bart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the house. <laughs> Wait a minute, this just in. Power source is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Homer. It's just apple cores and Chinese newspapers. <laughs> Don't tell Ping died. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking excellent. And, I, and I've stolen that line. Like It is such a good line to use for any of those fucking whatever bars. Yeah. to activate your almonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was good heart in this episode. Not, mm. not super heavy heart, but good heart. Everyone's motivation in this was selfless. Mm. Yeah. Apart from maybe Grandpa. <laughs> he had very selfish motivations yeah. getting them short stacks <laughs> oh my god flapjacks in a can love it <laughs> i gave him our last rations ultimately though guys did this feel like an episode of the simpsons yes it did yeah the mostest the very creeping sort of heart that's not heavy-handed with it and just the adventure and how it escalates as well how you get a ordinary guy to be climbing the tallest mountain in this country yeah um, is, yeah, very, very well built in. Well, the secret is you knock down the last one third of it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're done. Yeah, pretty easy to climb a mountain that you've knocked over. Yeah. Ash, absolutely. Take note, mountaineers, you can do it a lot yeah. faster. Yeah, if you do just... it all wrong, <laughs> dummies. I think it was really clever of this episode not to have Homer get fully buff as well. And, like, that scene we were talking about earlier with the kids and Marge grabbing the yeah. flab, like, accentuates that, like, in the, yeah, he's gotten a lot fitter than he was, but, you know, he's still recognisably Homer's rough shape, size, yeah. And, yeah. size and shape. So. In a way that, yeah, you could buy that he slipped and fell back on, like, that fucking Husbands and Knives episode mm. where, yeah, yeah, he gets, like, plastic surgery and, like, he's just a buff fucking mm. beauty monster. It's disturbing. <laughs> and, yeah, like, he, and he loses, monster. like, a ridiculous amount of weight. You might have seen it as the meme where, like, he's pegging all the skin oh, on the back yes. of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah, gross. But yes, no, would you watch this one again? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to watch this one again. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Yes, what would this pair nicely with? Um, 
mountain climbing. Let's put this with Marge trying to reach her dreams in the uh, where she's painting Burns's portrait. Homer is also trying to lose weight. Yep, yep, and uh, king size Homer as well with the uh, um... hmm. going the other direction. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> well, he gets lipo at the end, doesn't he? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's still body One changes to achieve young, a dream of yeah. sorts. Yeah, yeah. Homer's body mods. I've always been an obese man trapped in a fat man's body. <laughs> Apple playlist, pair this with the one where Homer's sick of the apples in the vending machine. I don't know. <laughs> no more <laughs> apples in the vending machine, please. <laughs> Grandpa flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grandpa. Uh, Grandpa uh, jobs. <laughs> Grandpa jobs. <laughs> Mountaineer. Wow. Well, yeah. There we go. <laughs> All that time he was a burlesque dancer during the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is not an booby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, winter playlist like oh when uh, Burnsy and Homer get locked in the cabin yeah sure Mountains of Madness yeah another mountain mountain playlist yes mountains hmm. it's a German story there's always going to be a mountain <laughs> <laughs> sorry little Django to reference yeah, there for anyone I was about to say <laughs> wait a second <laughs> so BT is there anything you'd like to change about this one I really don't think so. Um, <laughs> nah, I honestly cannot think if there's anything worth changing. I don't think any part lags, or even given the fact that it's old, I don't even know if there's any jokes that don't quite work with our modern sensibilities. Mm. Um, Jing Jiaoping's not really that famous anymore. Yeah, true, but that's you can't fault it for a dated reference, you know, when it was <laughs> current at the time. Mm. I guess, why is the Chinese newspaper written in English? <laughs> Maybe or Homer can read knows a few kanji, Deng Xiaoping, and died. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Phil, anything you'd like to change? Well, there's probably you could tighten up a few things, but no, I, don't th- I think story-wise, it sits really well. Yeah, I'm on the same page. It's I'm trying to say it's not a perfect episode, but what is wrong about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's been times before where we can't obviously find improvement, but you know, it's maybe not being perfect. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, pass. <laughs> you cannot pass. Yeah, you're the guy asking the questions. You can't dodge the questions. <laughs> BT, any other notes? Uh, yes, I do. Smithers, how's my kite doing? Uh, it's <laughs> soaring majestically, sir. And then, yeah, Ralph leaning in and goes, you're it! Oh, we'll see. <laughs> you're not it! You're not, you're you're not, not it! Not. We had some uh, James L. Ralph for that. <laughs> oh, you're not it. You're not it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's as far as a scared James L. Jones goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, playlist burns running down kids with his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other notes? Uh, just the music on that escalator is very reminiscent of The Land of Chocolate, but I don't think it's the same mm. one. Yeah, oh, Homer's fantasies, either by hallucination or by... Yeah, t- by a lack of oxygen. No more heavy head to carry. <laughs> oh, fuck, when he's like, inhaling <laughs> like 10... Ga- ga- what do you call them? Cylinders Canisters? of oxygen? Canisters. Yeah, he's like 10 feet up the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to save some of that for when you get higher up? <laughs> Oh, so good. Uh, how about you, Phil? Any other notes? The only one I've got left is when the Sherpas are sneakily dragging Homer up while he sleeps. They're like going around a very sharp part of the mountain and they're dangling Homer by a rope yeah. and he goes past a mountain lion cave <laughs> and the mountain lion's like... Rah, rah. But just yeah. can't quite hit him because he keeps swinging. It's like a delicious pinata that you can never reach. Yeah. Wow. And just on the Sherpas as well is something interesting I found in my research. Are they actually speaking... 
Nepalese? Is that a language? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Nepalese. Yeah, so, and of course, in pre-internet times, this was difficult for them to do. And mm. I'm, I'm just reading right off Wikipedia here because they wrote it better than I'm going to say it. So, in the scenes where the Sherpas were speaking, the show staff went to great lengths to find translations. Originally, the producers of the film adaptation of the book, Into Thin Air, were contacted for help. The film producers were shocked at the trouble that the Simpsons staff were going to and replied that they had simply made up the translations in the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> the staff ended up consulting various experts by telephone. <laughs> insane. But imagine that, like, ten years ago, if you went, oh, we're doing an episode and what, someone's speaking in a different language, mm-hmm. let's phone up somebody that you know that has a directory of people who speak different languages, phone around to find a person who speaks Nepalese in mm-hmm. Hollywood, which can't be that many, hunt them down, get them to do some work for you, and yeah. then translate it and then put it in. That's like why in Die Hard, I spent all that time learning all the, all the German. It's not fucking German. They just made it up. Jerks. I'm like, hey, now I know she's did Fenster. Means nothing. Yeah. I've yelled at it so you many drunk German tourists. It doesn't mean shoot the glass. I was like, hey, I know some German. She's Dan Fenster. And they'd always look at me like, what? I mean, I mean, shoot the glass. I thought we were German. So you even remember the nonsense German still to this day. Yes, but- because it's in my brain now. Yeah, it's diehard. It's in there. Yeah, it's part of my Christmas spirit. <laughs> it's been like one of those things on Google Translate, like where you see like Chinese simplified traditional German, traditional German diehard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, just a, it's just a derivative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good to know that I went to the effort. Yeah. And, like, we've been surprised to find that they did in the classic era, like the mm. episode in the karaoke bar where they actually yeah. sourced uh, Japanese actors for that one. And, yep. Yeah, and it's often a point of criticism for them in the later episodes where they clearly just do uh, sim simglish, like gibberish. Fucking. Mm. Yeah. And is that all of everybody's notes? But they right at the end, he goes, son, have a look through the telescope. <laughs> Tell me what flag you see there. He's like, I just see a pole. And he's, there's no flag. He's like, God damn it. And then Marge looks through the telescope and goes, is that your wallet? (laughs) (laughs) She even saw it from there as well. Mm. But yeah, what a great sort of fuck you at the end to have like Homer not secure the flag properly. (laughs) And leave his wallet. And also leave the wallet. Just insult to injury. And yeah, and I love it when he yeah does make his way down the mountain and just goes, hi. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you say? (laughs) Yeah, Homer's got some really good line deliveries in this episode. Mm -hmm. Gaim, hi, hospital please. Wonderful yeah. stuff. Just considering how short they are. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah, how to do an expert line delivery in like three right, syllables or two left. lines. Because <laughs> yeah. we've known from doing some audio directing for other projects that you're like, okay, I need to put you need you to put this kind of emotion into it. Now I know it's only one word, but I need you to be like this emotion and this and this direction and be a little mysterious about it. Okay, and action. That's what she said. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that is ter- oh my god. Take two. <laughs> That's what she said <laughs> uh it's time for my final notes that wasn't a church picnic you just brought a bucket of chicken to church <laughs> if god wanted us to not eat chicken in church he should have made eating a sin <laughs> yeah no he should make gluttony a sin is that what he says yeah yeah, yeah. i love apu uh, sleeping as he stands up and then when your homer arrives oh would you like your usual bucket of ice cream with pies <laughs> i just like that he immediately knows it's homer yeah. Oh, yeah like the second he wakes up it's not a, huh, huh, huh. oh hi mr simpson it's straight to Hello, would you like your bucket of... <laughs> <laughs> and our beef jerky is mostly rectum-free now. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. I love the Sherpa as well. I foresaw your death last night. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> and again, he really shouldn't kick us. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> just talking to the one guy you've managed to find on the phone who speaks Nepalese. You're like, okay, we need to know, uh, how do you say 
I foresaw your death last night. Yeah. And then would you stop saying that? Yeah. And then he should stop kicking us. <laughs> his toes will fall off soon. <laughs> yeah, his toes will fall off. Yeah, that's it. Time to rank this thing. BT. Hmm. I am going to gold. It is a damn good episode. It is I don't think I can quite get into cubic territory. It climbs high, but it doesn't quite make it. But it's a solid as hell episode that I can't fault it. Yeah, I think I gave away my ranking before when I said it's not a perfect episode, but fuck, it's excellent. And that's gold. It's excellent. Um, that, yeah, hmm. lock it in me. How about you, <laughs> Phil? What, well, where are you going? I'm also going gold on this, only because if it was a cubic zirconium, I would have remembered that I'd seen it before. <laughs> and I didn't really remember, but it was a great episode, mm-hmm. had a lot of fun, a lot of good laughs. Oh, yeah. I wasn't angered by any of it. Yeah. Ergo gold it's a yeah classic runner schwarzwelder and what is schwarzwelder doing now being dead Mm. (laughs) Dead. i I hear that's uh for tax reasons you say (laughs) well he's not allowed to speak for anyone for six years until he's legally dead right okay well, yeah, he, he left the show after about season 15, briefly came back to help work on the movie or whatever. Mm. But yeah, he is still to this day the most prolific Simpsons writer, having written about uh, 62 or something. Oh, no, sorry, 59 episodes. Damn, I was close. Mm. And just so many of them are classics as well. Yeah, oh, a lot of your favorite episodes were John Swartzwelder ones. It's crazy. Sort of since then, yeah, he hasn't really come back to writing for TV or film or anything like that, but um, he has written a series of novels, of which I've read the first one, The Time Machine Did It, which, fucking fantastic title. Really? Um, Yeah, it's about this detective who's, like, a slightly smarter Homer. (laughs) Um, Frank Burley, I think his name is. It was an amazing first book. I I have no idea why I haven't, like, sourced the other ones, because there's, like, seven or eight of them in the series. I was... Interesting. I'll add that to my list. They're quick reads as well. Like, I think Time Machine Did It was probably maybe 120 pages, not even. Like, oh, wow. So mm-hmm. quite quick, yeah. Yeah. Small book, quick read, fucking hilarious as, and a lot of good fun. All right. Well, that will be a unanimous gold, and this will be joining other such unanimous golds as Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, where Marge uh, protests the Itchy and Scratchy show. Also, John Swatson. Oh, yeah, true. Separate vocations when Bart and Lisa do like that uh, switcheroo thing and Lisa mm-hmm. becomes the bad girl and Bart becomes the school hall monitor. Yep. Good episode. Also a good episode. Uh, what else? Deep Space Homer, where Homer goes to deep space. The best episodes. <laughs> yeah. Some people were surprised we didn't give that cubic, but I think that sits nicely in the gold. Mm. I yeah. think we came very... Well, that was contentious. Was that unanimous gold? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. I was One surprised the... that we didn't give that cubic. Yeah. It's iconic, but I don't think it's as flawless. My criticism of it is it's a lot slower paced than people remember. (laughs) Two Bad Neighbors, where George Bush... Ah, amazing episode. Yeah. Bart Starr, where Bart gets into peewee football and Nelson's the quarterback. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, also a good episode. Yeah. Well, that about does it for um, the Simpsons Index this week. But, you know, before we get out of here, we just like to mention things we're into lately. Books, TV, film, video games, you name it. If it's a media, we're going to talk about it right now. So, BT, take it away. What are you into? Well, I didn't think I was going to have anything for a long time because everything I've checked out recently has just been kind of okay-ish. But then last night I started watching What We Do in the Shadows, the series. Oh, yeah. And it's great. Yeah? (laughs) Same same kind of humor. It's very understated. So, you know, the typical of, um, 
kind of the Jermaine Clemens yeah. and Taika Waititi. Take care, whatever, however the fuck you pronounce that. Taika Waititi. But a very few laugh out loud. I've only watched the first two episodes, but a few laugh out loud moments already. And yeah, real good. Highly recommend. Awesome. W- wonderful. Uh, at least the first two episodes. <laughs> Can't speak for the rest of them. <laughs> don't know. It could tank immediately. I don't know. <laughs> Phil? I've been playing a game called Cities Skylines. Oh, yeah. kind of like SimCity. I'm not really sure if it's a great game or not. It's fun, and I've put a lot of hours into it over mm. three weeks. Don't really do much, though. Mm. Like, you just build a city, <laughs> and then it's very zen. Mm. Like, you kind of What's the platform, sorry? It's on PC. Yeah. Uh, you can get it on Xbox as well, though. But yeah, you just build a city, you level up, you make bigger cities. It's very much more structured around traffic and cars and roads and stuff, so that's, traffic's quite a big headache to deal with all the time. Yeah. Mm. But it's one of those games where... I can sit down at nine o'clock on Wednesday evening and go, I'll just play this for an hour and go to bed. And then when I look at my watch, it's two. Shit. <laughs> and I don't really know what I've done apart from maybe put some new parks in, made an overpass that's better than the last overpass, and built a SpaceX rocket launching facility. That seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it's all just like plonk down stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's quite fun in a zen-y type of way. So sure. I've been doing that. But I've also just downloaded. Total War Warhammer 2. All right. Which I'm very excited about. And if you're still listening to this on this weekend, which there's no way you could be, it's on sale on Steam at 38% off. Much as I love Total War, they're such a heavy time sink. Yeah. It's a... Ah, it's a commitment. Yeah, it's it's so, so good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a lot of fun times destroying things with magic and mm. griffins. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. And yeah, look, at risk of burning a few potential recommendations for later weeks, because it has sort of been a while between drinks for our recordings, because yeah, we recorded the Wasteland episodes ages ago and sort of took a week off after that, because that was heavy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> needed a bit of re- rehabilitation after the Wasteland. Yes, Wasteland always leaves you with a bit of madness. <laughs> so we're recovered now, we're good, and sort of had some time to catch up with things in the meantime, so just quickly recommending a very old game called Pikmin 3, and by extension Pikmin 1 and 2. I've just been recently revisiting that on the Wii U, and fuck, it is one of the best games I've ever played. I don't normally like real-time strategy games, but... They're the best. Yeah? Oh, that's your jam? <laughs> yeah. That, that's Total War. Yeah? Is yeah. Uh, real-time. Well, the, I mean, this one sort of paints it in a very colourful Nintendo childlike v- veneer, mm. which um, I'm a big fan of. You basically enslave these little grass people, and um, <laughs> not what I thought you were going. Some are immune to fire, some are made of rock, some are electric, some lead, are immune to water. You lead these little grass people. Maybe keep away from the word slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so is it like a variation on Lemmings, almost? Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, um, that's pretty close to it, actually. Yeah, and the game is basically, yeah, you're gathering fruit, but yeah, you're also trying to make paths and uh, take advantage of the little Pikmin's individual abilities, and I just think it's one of the most glorious games I've ever played, and it's yeah, been cool. such a joy to revisit it. A podcast that I've been into lately is called We'll Just Tell Your Mother We Ate It All, and it's <laughs> uh, three Aussie comedians, Jamie Kirk, Andrew Hastings, and Rosie Piper, their premise is going through like 90s teen sex movies but also they don't strictly adhere to that movie format and also they barely talk about the movies in the episodes right but they have a really good chemistry and dynamic and uh yeah they bring in other comedian guests and that's a lot of fun but my actual big recommendation those were like the preview recommendations appetizers yeah (laughs) but yeah the main course i'm going to be recommending is tuca and birdie Uh, it's a new show on netflix by most of the same team that were behind bojack horseman it looks very similar animation wise to bojack but it feels very different and it's like way more cartoony i reckon than 
Bojack and yeah it's about these two birds Tuka and Birdie and it's much like Bojack in the way where it's like wackiness and silliness and then all of a sudden there's like episode seven that has the real big fucking heart moment that like pulls all your emotions and it's it's wonderful it is such a good show yeah, cool. but i will say with the caveat that maybe the first episode is like a little bit of a hurdle like to get through um it's a lot at once <laughs> yeah the show really finds its pacing like i reckon like about episode three of something but yeah hard recommend for that brilliant mm-hmm. also season nine of archer is now on netflix i've watched it yes yeah i'm halfway through Opinions? I like the idea they're changing up the format, but it is, because it's still coma fantasy, like Dreamland, does kind of suspend disbelief a little bit more. I mean, it's cool because you get to have these familiar characters doing different things, but it also feels a bit like treading water. Yeah. But it's still the same sense of humor, and it's still fun. Yeah. It's not as good as Dreamland, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. it's enjoyable, and I'm, yeah, literally, like, it's so easy to watch Archer. It's just like, like, the episodes feel like they're 10 minutes, and then you're like, oh, I'm just oh. going to watch the next one. <laughs> and then suddenly, like, the whole season's done. Like, ah, yeah, man. I recently did a whole rewatch of Archer just as, like, a like a background show. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's so easy to just tune in and out and have a good time. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's the thing. I absolutely adore, like, the first six seasons, but then the one before Dreamland sort of was losing me, and then Dreamland, the, like... Yeah, Figures Detective Agency. Yeah, yeah. And then Dreamland itself, I I think I only got, like, three or four episodes in. My, I think my favorite season is when they go to Miami. Yeah, it's like the Miami Vice, Vice thing. Oh, yeah. the, the cocaine so, Vice season. Is hilarious. So and then good. Pam on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is easily my favorite season as well. What is in that yogurt? Cocaine! Why did I even ask? Because, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it start out because they like hid the cocaine in a cast that they put on her and yeah. then she absor- got addicted from absorbing <laughs> it. She starts eating the plaster. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Pam is a good voice actor. They oh, all yeah. are. Yeah, they're all great. All right. Well, yeah, that's episode 127 of The Simpsons Index. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's been Phil Calloway. I'll see you later. And that's been BT Calloway. Hi. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. That's all the jam in the car. <laughs> That's all the mayonnaise in the Hollywood suite. Is that the catchphrase of like the home brand Simpsons Index? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Samson's Index. <laughs> the Flanders Index. We <laughs> <laughs> review episode. Watch only three episodes at a time, and the catch is they're only episodes that feature Flanders. <laughs> Imagine, and then you just have to take Flanders' side. I think it's like, I don't know how they keep using that jerk ass Homer coming around. Meow. Andrew Lloyd Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you were thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the son her mother, his meow, mother wanted. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Oh, no. my God. That'd be an ambitious project to redo cats in oh, meows. Oh, oh, it'd be uh, not very ambitious because it runs itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to remember the words, just the melodies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any songs from cats, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that one. Meow, 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 meow. That's that's cat under the roof. Like <laughs> cat and I, damn it. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow.
，对不对？喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵嗯，阿门阿哥。Hey listeners, just letting you know that BT and I have launched a brand new podcast. It's called Thrones of Game, and in it we're reviewing Game of Thrones backwards. Yep, starting with the finale as our first episode. And BT has seen the show before, and I have never seen the show before. It's a whole lot of fun. We had a lot of fun making it, and we hope you'll enjoy it. Okay, catch you next time.